Welcome to the Robcast. If you dig this, subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash robshow. Follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash robshowtv. And keep up to date with all things Rob Show on social, The Rob Show, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And now for your listening pleasure, today's Robcast. Radio from my bedroom with real men, and uh, on the couch tonight, a real man, yeah, am I? David Gregory. I'm rather flamboyant. I don't know if I'm the I'm an example of a man. Between me and J.F. Harris, this is not a very manly panel. I would say. <laughs> well, manlier than I. You're a kickboxer. I've kickboxed. Okay, I, I wouldn't say right, I'm well a kickboxer. I've martial arted before. I'm no longer a martial artist, but I do have a black belt in kung fu. Yeah, but I, I have very spirity fingers and spirity fingers. Not yeah. a term you often hear. Well, I what mean, spirit like is get away from me. I don't think faggy's politically oh, correct okay. enough now. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so, so either. Spirity is spirit- what I went with. Okay, so right. thank you for making me say the f word. <laughs> yeah, I didn't make you say it. Jesus, it came out so fluently. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's words we say in private yeah. all the time. <laughs> it's only. In the public eye where you have to put on that filter. Those words don't count. Like when you're in traffic and you mumble to yourself, which I say like awful things in traffic. Then I'm like, but I'm not that person. Why would I say that in traffic to some little yeah, old lady will, by yeah. herself? But I would never I would never go up to her and be like, what's up, you bitch? And like and, and start yeah. getting into it. <laughs> I'll kick out your windshield, pull off a piece of glass, skin you with it, I then send so that to your relatives. Man, it's going to end. My life ends with me getting shot. In some type of road rage accident. You're one of those I, guys. <laughs> I just get angry, but then I I just yell. But you know what's gonna happen? I'm gonna yell too much, and then the person's gonna slam on their brakes and be like, "What'd you say, motherfucker?" And I'm gonna be like, "Oh no!" And then pop, pop, done. Yeah, that's it. One, it's gonna be one of those. You see the guy start getting out of the car, and he continues to get out of the car, and then he's followed by a large blunt object. Have you ever been in a road rage incident? Not really. I mean, I've been in one where the guy was like, pull over, and then I pulled over, and he did too, but he never got out of his car, so I <laughs> Did didn't bother get getting out of mine. No. He was like, pull the fuck over, and I was like, all right, homie. And then he pulled in front of me, put on his hazards, and I was like, all right, cool. And then he never got out of his car, so I just moved on with my life eventually. Yeah, I was. I grew up in an island that would, uh, on an island that would get slammed with tourists from Pennsylvania and New Jersey or New York during the summertime, and they'd all come down to the beach. And the circle was not done the right way. Normally, when you go into a circle, is the person going into the? There was a main circle on the island that always caused problems. Now, when you're going into a circle, do you yield to the hold people? up? You mean a roundabout? Yeah. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. You're talking about. Well, sorry, I don't work for walk, DMV. Well, no, you're just like, and then you pull into the circle. I was like, a circle K? What you no, talking right, about, yeah, homie? There's a circle. Okay. So the main road I on gotcha. the island comes in, and there's a giant circle. And when you're pulling into a circle, do the people that are pulling into the circle pause and wait for the people that are in the circle? Or do the people that are uh, coming into the circle have the right of way? Yeah, you got to yield 
to the circle. Okay, that's not the way that they did it there because it was so so much traffic was coming in and not enough was going around the circle that the the people that live there year round would just go fuck you I don't care I'm going straight through and they would always so they wouldn't yield to the traffic that was in the circle and it would cause accidents all the time and you live there long enough you just think that's how all roundabouts work is that the person going into the roundabout has the right of way you, and then you first, flick a guy oh, off. First of all, you don't have to be a dick about it. I just <laughs> I know it as a different thing. You could have just said, well, I call it a circle, and we could have moved on, you but you're make- being all passive-aggressive, you asshole. So- <laughs> I invite you over. I get passive-aggressive. Yeah, just rude as fuck in the first five minutes. Jarkin. I'm, I'm going to shut down over here, and we're not going to have a good time. Uh, okay, so I grew up my whole life. I always grew up thinking that the person going into the roundabout had the right of way, and I learned that you did not because a guy goes in, I honk. He doesn't go. I honk on the horn. I'm like, come on, man. We got the right of way. Go. And he just stops. And then he flicks me the finger. So then I flick him the finger. Then he puts his car in park and gets out. And he's a cop. And he wants to beat the shit out of me. And now me and him are getting face to face. But I didn't know he was a cop until he pulled out his badge afterwards. And then he was like, I could arrest you if I wanted to, if you hit me. And I'm look at me. I'm a tiny little guy. I ain't going to end well. I'd I, been like, you should have hit me, motherfucker. I'd no. have had all your money. No, I wouldn't. I would get. I'm looking. Get uppercutted by a cop. One cop punches me in the face. That's lights out. I'm done. I'm wearing a helmet for the rest of my life. Although I'm not far off from beautiful. that now. <laughs> oh yeah, beautiful. beautiful. And then you got food. You could hire a caretaker. No, not me. Yeah, it got real uncomfortable, and that was the only time I ever got into a road rage incident. A road rage incident. And incident. Since, yeah. Well, and look, I'm not. I can't back that shit up, man. I don't want to end up getting beaten. And most times I have my kids in the car. So then what, daddy gets beaten in traffic in front of the kids, and then that kid ends up in therapy. So this road rage incident, because somebody didn't uh, go quick enough at a stop sign, ends with my kid in therapy for the rest of his life, and I'm the one paying the bill. I once saw a guy get his ass absolutely annihilated in front of his children. Oh, yeah? Yeah. It's my biggest fear. It was a guy that uh, I kickboxed with, and he was doing an MMA fight for the first time. Oh, okay, but that's different. It wasn't like in the street. At like well, the Seven Eleven, yeah, he gets yeah. punched in the side of the face, and but I mean, it's I'm talking like, are you familiar enough with fighting to know what like a ten eight round is? Nope. All right. Well, just <laughs> I mean, wait, imagine I do, like a flawless victory in I mean, Mortal yes, Kombat. Yes, I do. I because I do sports on the radio station, so yes, of course I know. But for the people that are watching <laughs> that don't know, please explain to them. Like, okay, this guy. Let's. I'll, I don't remember the numbers, but this is ballpark what it was. Uh, the his opponent threw somewhere in the neighborhood of 200 strikes in an amateur mixed martial arts fight, which is a lot. Okay, and he landed like 80 or 90 of them. So almost which half. which is a whole lot. Okay, and my boy threw I think 15. Uh, how many land to 20? And it's three. And four were the three or four effective or he just got pummeled no right no it was just like the guy was like okay i have a second to reset he was like oh oh shit no i didn't and then he just hit him again <laughs> then he just <laughs> yeah. him in the face that's pretty much what happened and this guy's daughter was like eight years old just standing there like standing on a chair because she was that small yeah just, just watching crying him. yeah watching him get the fuck like apollo creed when he got murdered by ivan drago yeah i know throwing the towel throwing the towel yeah look. that's what it was like it was like watching ivan drago kill apollo creed um i remember watching beyond the mat were you a wrestling fan as a youth as a youth, I was. Yes, sir. Uh, Mick Foley getting smashed in the face with his kids in the stands. And the kid, uh, where is it? Beyond the mat. There's a part where the kids are watching and they're seeing their dad. get. Oh, here we go. Getting slammed 11 times in the ch- face with a chair. 
and the kids are just sitting there like watching. Oh yeah, you're. Oh, I have seen this. Yeah, I've seen the drama. <laughs> We're yeah. watching Daddy at Look. work. <laughs> I mean, that guy's going to end up being president one day, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And look, that little kid's like, why is Uncle Rock hitting Daddy? Yeah, I mean, they were friends before the match. Well, and now the family's right in the front row. Yeah, I think he, like, goes over to him. He's like, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm all right. That's what you want. Your dad in a fucking face mask getting pummeled with a chair. But uh, yeah, that's what it looked like. It was like a little Mick girl Foley's like that. Wife hot, by the way. <laughs> Boom! All right. Yeah, you know and that also, dude's worth some change too. Who, Mick Foley? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. I bet you paid some of it because he came in and did a show at the Lambic yeah, Comedy Cafe. I mean, super nice guy too, but, by the way. And that stuff he does like that. All that money goes to charity. What? When he, he doesn't comes even does keep that. Oh man. Yeah. So like his touring and stuff. Yeah, I think they had his net worth online one time. I mean, well, it's, yeah, it's on there. What would you guess Mick Foley's net worth is? I, I, well, I've seen it before. I think it was in the ballpark of like seven to 10 million. He earns 3 million a year from the WWE, a net oh, worth 18. of $18 million. Good for you, McFoley, man. Hey, uh, Arbay to Pat Wooey in the chat. Thank you for chatting. By the way, if you're watching on Twitch, you're watching on the YouTube, uh, on Facebook, please chat, participate in the program. If you'd like to call 239-300-2320, eventually I might just disconnect the Skype number because nobody ever calls. And I go, eh, I what get about it. Oh, uh, what happened to uh, Hung, Hung Lee? Lee? I don't know. Hung Lee never called back. Hung Lee, where you at, Hung buddy? Lee I want to holler at said you. said that he did not like one person, but he wouldn't state who that person was and i i've deduced it down to i think one person but i'm not 100 percent sure and i'd like to ask hung lee because he said don't ever have that guy on the show again and i was like oh who and then he never answered but i know who it is oh who is it hold on because somebody also posted a facebook comment i think it was hung lee <laughs> yeah. that guy was an asshole and i'm like yeah they're all we're all assholes that's the whole point well, i'm a very nice person uh yeah I'm, you can be i can always but coming speaking of a, being nice yeah, oh. 18 million dollar net worth right yes can't this motherfucker find somebody to give him a tooth i don't i think it's part of the oh oh jf harris is calling me hold on maybe we could just answer this on the air hello hey can you hear me i'm out front oh you are all right cool uh hang on one second we'll be right out okay all right bye hey kate caitlin Oh, <laughs> this is professional. When I, when I say we'll be around, Caitlin, you get the door. All right, hang on. You go on about your McFoley. This is David's turn. Oh well, you know, it's the David. I don't. Show. I don't know. I mean, I just feel like you could have you could have a tooth put in if you're worth eighteen million dollars. But actually, when I was in third grade, I got in a lot of trouble because. This kid was picking on me, and I took a sock, and I did Mick Foley's move. It was like the mandible claw or something like that, where he like he would stick the hand down the dude's mouth and like try to choke him out with two fingers. I did that to a child who was picking on me in third grade. Got in a lot of trouble with my own sock. Yo, what's up, man? You want to grab a seat here and then you want to hold this microphone up? Absolutely. That's fine. Yeah. Did you guys start already? Yeah, we're live. Okay, cool. Oh, it's live. Yeah, we're on Twitch uh, oh, cool. and then YouTube and Facebook. And nice. then if you pull that mic up, it'll go. Uh, we were talking about wrestling. Are you a fan of We're not like deep fans of wrestling now, but I'm, we. I'm not a deep. I'm, I'm not a deep wrestling fan. Hold okay. on. I'm going to turn this. I'm going to do this because of the. Uh, yeah, I had sex and then that. Went away. <laughs> that is kind <laughs> of the, the 
The difference maker. There. Well, yeah, until like seventh or eighth grade, and then in high school, nobody wants to be the guys that are still into wrestling. Like you don't want to go. And like it, there were much better things to do on a Monday. But I loved it in middle school. It was so cool because that was like when it was WCW versus WWF, and people like really got into it. They're like, "Are you with the NWO? Are you W?" And like we were fake wrestle, fucking nerdy. It was nerdy. Now I look back, I'm like those guys are cops and firefighters. And That's funny. I'm I still play and pretend. I recently <laughs> met uh. Co- Coba Cabana? Colt Cabana? Colt Cabana. Yeah, he's nice. What was he doing? Stand-up? No, we were on a Twitch thing together. Oh, okay. Yeah. They, um, well, Roddy Roddy Piper did stand-up for a little while, or started hanging out because Brett Ernst became friendly with him and was working with him and writing an act for him or putting jokes together oh, no for Ro- uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper, yeah. the hot rod. But we were talking about McFoley because McFoley comes, and we were watching videos of McFoley from... Uh, beyond the mat where he's getting pummeled in the face with a chair in front of his children. He hosted an episode of a TV a stand-up TV show that someone I know was on. Mick Foley did? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he came in for the radio. He was cool. He was at the Laughing. He came yeah, in and he, one uh, of his Mick he Foley. He came and did his 20-year anniversary book tour. Which oh, one? Wow. Have a yeah. Nice Day or whatever? Yeah, the Have a Nice Day book tour, the 20th anniversary. Now, it. is yeah. it weird? Because uh, I think he's his daughter is of age, but she is very pretty. That's... Have you ever seen any photos of her? I don't like the way you started that statement. His daughter's of age. Because the first, first time that I've ever seen a fo- a video of her was in the Beyond the Mat, and she's like four. But like, I was also like girl. four. No, that's not what I'm looking at now. Like, I'm looking at Noelle Foley now, and I'm going, yeah. oh, my gosh, she's a beautiful girl. She's like 19, 20, 30, 25. I don't know. You're just no. 19, 20, 35. She's, just she's 62 years old. You're saying the years you wish she was born in, 1925. <laughs> yeah, I mean, very... That girl's way above. Oh age. wow! Yeah, yeah. That's Mick Foley's daughter. You know what's funny though? That's lo- crazy to me. Looking at her and then looking at her next to Mick Foley, <laughs> you could tell if Mick Foley shaved his beard, probably pretty cute looking guy. Well, also his Maybe. wife is very pretty. Yeah, those cheekbones are the same. Yeah, they're very defined. Yeah, I think he was a good looking dude, Mick Foley Young. This is just I I, I had his phone number too. Not that we could. Yeah, I mean, yeah, look, that's a good looking. Yeah, hey, we're talking about your oh, yeah, Mick, and how yeah. she's definitely yours because you're right, both good looking. Right. If I if I'm running anybody in the Foley family, I'm going young Mick Foley. Oh, yeah. Look, <laughs> who, <laughs> look at that head of hair on Mick Foley. Yeah, yeah. Who would think six years later he's getting paper stapled to his cheek? Yeah, I know. In Japan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's. There was a story where he got his head caught in the ropes and ripped off his ear. And oh he was like, God. and then he just yeah, kept he on found wrestling. It. He found the ear at like some point in the match and handed it to the ref. Or maybe the ref found it. He talks about it on stage. Uh, that would be it. I'd go, hey, you know what? I'm done. But you know what? You're He's not done. And that's why he still makes $3 million a year working for the w, uh, WWE. Does he still work for the WWE? Uh, well, I think it, I think he gets like a royalty from well, like his merchandise and his likeness and stuff like yeah, that. I, do, I bought the mask yeah. when I was in seventh grade for Halloween. I bought the Mankind mask and went as Mankind to the school dance. And guess who didn't dance with any girls at that school dance? Me. The guy yeah. wearing the terrifying <laughs> Little Mankind. Mask. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Couldn't pick a Can worse. you hear me okay with this? Song? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm staying with my parents who are old people. So that's no, why. No, you got to be careful. Also, if I would have known we were doing video, I would have wore a cooler mask instead of the Star Wars mask my mom got me. That's all right. That was nice of her to buy you yeah, a mask. she got me a cool mask, yeah, right? My mom won't buy in. It's very odd. Yeah. it's My family has a group chat, and I wasn't in it for the longest time. Here's how I found out. So we went to this drive-through like, dinosaur thing, and, and it was called Jurassic Quest, and they have these animatronic dinosaurs. Take the 10-year-old, put him in the back seat. You have to run... 
a, a guided YouTube video through your speakers and they tell you all about the animatronic dinosaurs and there's like 70 of them. It was a cool event, but you're in your car and you got to, so I plug my phone in and I'm like, mom, let me get your phone so I can start taking photos of the kid, you know, enjoying it and the dinosaurs and shit. And then all of a sudden I keep seeing all these text messages go off on my mom's phone and it's with my dad and both of my brothers and it's ding, ding, ding. And I'm looking at my phone and I'm like, my phone's not dinging. And I'm like, wait a minute. And it just keeps going off. Ding, ding, ding. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, what are you guys talking about? And I open it Q-Anon. up. on. Yes. I, no! swear to God, I swear to God. I'm like, whoa. And then, and I had joked that I'm like, man, it's kind of rude that you guys have this without me. So then they started a new one and included me. And now my phone doesn't stop. And every time I'm like, oh, what is going on? Oh, I it ha- is so I hate bizarre. It. I hate a group chat. There's nothing. I know some people are like, I love my group chat. I hate them all. Every single one. I I would throw my, I thought about throwing my phone into the ocean. Thank God that I figured out that mute. It's just because I don't want to read. I'm dyslexic, so I just don't want to read 20 things about how you want to fuck my mom. Because <laughs> well, that's all it is. Every high school friend, it's like, Sean's mom's got hot titties. And it's like, dudes, we're 37. They're in their 70s. Yeah, now. we actually, for my friends got WeChat. Like, it, or not WeChat, one of those Google chats just so we could all be in it, and we had to have a different phone numbers to be in it. And I'm like, why do we need all of this just to talk to one another? Uh, Somebody yeah, WhatsApp. Tr- That's what we had, yeah, WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, wait, we can't just talk regularly? And I'm like, no, because this is, and then they start sending nudes of girls are having sex with. And I'm like, if my girlfriend finds these photos on my phone, she's going to get mad at me. Well, that's why I need WhatsApp. It's encrypted. Yeah, I don't need if I need yeah, something. But, what am I hiding? I got nothing to hide. It's not yeah. even my fun. It's their fun. Now I gotta hide their fun because I don't need their fiancés or their wives to know about <laughs> what shenanigans they're up to. Sounds like you're <laughs> hanging out with some real dirtbags. I do. I grew up with yeah. so, I mean you know what the weird part is though? They all grew up and matured and became nicer, better people. And I'm still the one that just dicks off. I enjoy it. I like it. Yeah, but you're fun. also but on the flip, you're not being a dirtbag in your day-to-day life. I like, mean, I'm still a dirtbag, but in different ways. Than yeah, they were exactly. <laughs> you're jerking off to weird shit, but you're paying your mortgage. That, yeah, well, not weird shit, but I, it is weird. <laughs> I mean, I rent. On. First of all, and I'm not doing <laughs> well. And second, it is weird. My girlfriend went to go see her family and took the kids and I had the house to myself and I like it's not like I don't do that regularly, but like it was like, what do I do? I have the whole day to myself. There's nobody here, and I, mean, I never you got this giant flat screen. Well, I, treat I, yourself. I, I, oh, it's what I did th- within the first two hours, and then I went. I need to take a nap because I did that three times in two hours, and I went. What I, I'll just run myself dehydrated if I'm left Jesus to my own Christ. devices. I didn't do it over there. You don't have to worry. It was. I went I, in the it, wouldn't bother, it wouldn't bother me. Now. I'm extremely concerned. <laughs> yeah. Why in the bathroom? Nobody's it's, home. Living room, kitchen. No, that's he, he's what? so self self conscious. He goes in, locks the door, turns the shower on, my, even though he's alone. My my, if my girlfriend woke, that's not something. Like, there's two things I don't want to be caught doing that and being caught wiping. Because I don't think as guys, there's any way for that to look cool. okay. Yeah, at all. It's it's just uncomfortable. Now she's gonna look at you, and that's all she ever sees when she closes her eyes, and you know that she's thinking it. Every you time. check in the toilet paper to see how much more you have to wipe. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh fuck. See, I'm not even worried about that. It's the actual position, like the one cheek up. Yeah, because there's the no half moon. I mean, look, I'm not in good shape now, but even when I was in good shape, there's it's still when not was a sexy that? look. <laughs> it was two or three <laughs> no, years no, ago. No, I'm joking. And then 85 pounds later, you're like, fuck. I put on three different shirts today because I'm like, all of them look so tight. Did you really gain 85 pounds? Over the last, I'd say, five years, yeah. Four years. 
Wow. Yeah, I know. It's about 20 pounds a year. That's not, and I, it used to be easy to take off. I put that on before and took How it off in six now? months. 34. That's the okay, problem. Yeah. Last time I did this, I was 26, 27, yeah. and it came off in months. Now I'm out there riding my bike, and I'm like, man, why am I still fat? I'm 37, <laughs> and I'm having the same struggle at the moment. That it doesn't come off? It comes off, if I, I but I have to like eat uh, like so goddamn Ugh. healthy. I have to exercise twice a day. I have to like, I haven't had bread since October. See, that's know? my problem. I yeah. love I love bread. I yeah. love all I Carbs love booze. Yeah. I know that's how you end up getting a, 85 pounds. A croissant yeah. is my favorite food in the world. A croissant and a slice of pizza. There are no two better foods. Croissant for breakfast, pizza for every other meal. See, like I don't know, you guys bought a pizza oven. They have, oh how my god. Quick does that pizza oven make the pizza? 90 seconds. 90 seconds, you can make a pizza and a full-size pizza when you and guys it got, smells amazing. I, I went the in there the whole weekend. I was like, mother and I'm like, I, well, I just, because I worked in a pizza place before, and I was like, man, I got fat, but I didn't own the pizza place. Like, <laughs> if I own the pizza place, it's all I Yo, eat all day. We'd be making real talk, we, we've already had, like, discussions, like, Ala and I, about we have to not eat pizza. <laughs> because the first week, especially when I was experimenting with everything, I was bringing one or two home a day. Like, try this one. How's this one taste? Is this any better? And I think we put down four pizzas in three days. Yeah. Man. Yeah, and then we were like, okay, we gotta, we gotta. Slow in college, down. when I worked and delivered pizzas, at the end of the night, they would just put all the pizzas. They, hey, do you want the slices? Because they'd been sitting there for six or seven hours, yeah. and they'd just been out. So you grab them and you take those that home, and that would be what I would eat Monday. Because my last shift would be Sunday. I would have that Monday through Thursday until I went back in, and I would stock back up, and it was that like ramen. That, <laughs> that was I it. mean, I worked at Starbucks. Same thing. I would bring home full cakes and bagels. Like bags of shit, and it was just like just fucking blowing up as a person. Yeah, <laughs> and now you know what did it to me uh, when I was working night radio, and I worked two hours away from here. I actually moved here for the job, but I would drive two hours a day here, and then be here for eight hours, and then drive another two hours back. So now you're talking about twelve hours sitting on my fat ass because I'm sitting in a radio studio. Yeah, and then you get home, and it's now you get home at midnight, and it's you're not really tired. You don't have to be up until eleven. 12 the next day. So you so probably you have, go to sleep at like 2. And you have a few beers. You eat a cheese uh, cheesesteak, a grilled cheese sandwich, go to bed, and then all of a sudden, next thing you know, 85 pounds. I mean, there's a photo <laughs> of me. I, here, let me show yeah, you. Yeah, let me see you hot. Let me see you in your <laughs> w, so I worked at WWE a, phase. Uh, yeah, your hottest. What What do you consider your peak? I'll show you right now. Uh, I got I got some good skinny me's on Instagram that I'm like that's a, oh holy no yeah that was me Dude, I know Jesus I worked for I, we were doing a peel off it was me and another guy from the radio here's show. a question you were that hot and you still had kept the beard yeah I that one was even worse than this one to yeah that honest. one is much douchier yeah, let me pull this up uh, that one I was, thought the beard was just to hide an extra chin uh, that's why I have <laughs> okay you grow it to try and distract I just, it's to keep this extra neck under wraps is that why you, know, you yeah. don't have one. No, it's <laughs> that's what it's here for. Gauging. Dude, you know how long it took me to grow this? I haven't shaved since last August. Can I? T wow. But you want to? Yeah. But I will. At all like you know. Well, well like the the like the little Hold on, let me bullshits get a close down up here. Of that. All right. Like well, all this down here, I'll have to cut up. But like the lengthwise, this is this is it. It took a year for like the holes to fill in. You got a good Bob Dylan esque beard though, 
or like an early Bruce Springsteen in the seventies beer. That's a that song. is born to yeah. run. Yeah, you just need to lean against Clarence. Yeah, that's all you need. I, I've been working on like just smoking <laughs> tree James. bark so I can get a deeper voice, and then I'm gonna start singing. <laughs> you should that should, you and James should recreate the photo of born to run. The, did you ever see the cover of that? It's literally Bruce and Clarence Clement leaning yeah, against yeah. one another. I'd love to see that. That's uh, one of my all-time favorite have records. You, have you met? Oh, is it? Yeah. Me too. I grew up in Jersey and literally. What? Yeah. What part? Atlantic City. Uh, so I grew up. Blew up the chicken stand in Philly yeah, last and, night. I know. Blew yeah. up his house too. There's a yeah. rumble out on the promenade and something, something. I forget now. Yeah. It's been a long time. But man, I grew up listening to Bruce. My first show was with my mom. We went to go see Bruce. But that was during his years where he started getting very political. And my mom was like, I'm paying to hear Born to Run. Shut the fuck up about John Kerry. My dad <laughs> dropped out on Bruce for the same reason. It's too political. I actually, which is funny to me because of the fact that Bruce Springsteen has always been political. I know. Born in the USA is an anti-Vietnam protest song. And then he's who, never not been political. Who used it? Reagan used it as his campaign song, not realizing that. <laughs> Very <was> ironic. <laughs> um, but my, I actually got into a fight because my mom started yelling that we were in the Wells Fargo Center in uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. She had spent way too much for tickets. Like if my dad knew that she spent back then like 350 bucks for concert tickets Fuck. per ticket. Whew. And Jesus. this was when I had just turned like 21. So we're sitting there drinking in the park. And I might have been 20. And so we were drinking. It was cool because I'm like, I get to drink going to the show. And then my mom starts yelling because he starts bitching about John Kerry and he's talking about John Kerry and she's getting mad. She starts yelling. A guy in front of her goes, shut up, bitch. And I went, you don't call my mom a bitch. And then I went, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, look yeah. at me. I'm not going to do shit. But I tried. And then security drug us out. Yeah. But were you that ripped at that time? No. You could, if you were oh, that censor, than that. the side dick. I don't like oh, that. Oh, sorry. Does that make you uncomfortable? I the mean, side dick is very uncomfortable. Nah. Uh, more side dick. Yeah. Hold on. What were you doing in your life at that time to maintain that kind of body? Uh, eating right, going to the gym every day, also on pain pills because okay. I had a back injury. So you take one of those. It's not like if you smoke weed, you eat a whole bag of chips. You take a pain pill, you just kind of sit and relax and go, oh, all right. That's funny. What were you doing at the gym? Everything. I would go six <laughs> days a week. I was in in the worst relationship of my life. So what I would do is I would get home from work. I'd go to the gym. I'd come back. I'd spend a few hours with the kid. When the kid would go to bed, bed I'd go back to the gym. And I'd just ride my bike. I lived in Cleveland. That was all I could do because there was oh, nothing I mean, else to do in Cleveland, Ohio. I love Cleveland, Ohio. To visit. To visit. Yeah, you like, live there for six here, months? No. I, I like doing hilarities. Yeah, good little room. Fucking love hilarities. They feed you good. I love Nick. I love Sam. I love the staff. And a uh, couple cool coffee shops and a good record store. But yeah, I could see long term being there. Oh, it's tough, man. I, I did five years. It was like a prison sentence. So then when a job opened up in Florida, I went, wait a minute. I can move and make more money there and I don't got to pay income tax. Holy shit. And that's why I came down here. But yeah, and then you get fat because down here, it's, I don't know if you've experienced, how long have you been in Florida? Uh, well, since August 2019. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's it. But like, yeah, I came down here when we bought the club. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, but you also came from Myrtle Beach. Like, Florida, I like when we first moved here, I lived in an apartment complex with all of these other people that were either retired or made a shit ton of money and were single. And we lived on the beach together in a big building. And, and they would just get, I'd get done work at 10 a.m., go home, and it'd be 11 o'clock, and everybody starts cracking them open. And they're drinking because they don't have to go to work, and it's Florida life. And all of a sudden, you're like, holy shit, eight months have gone by, and I've drank every single day from, like, noon until <laughs> 7, and it's just Florida life. That's salt life. No, it's alcoholic life. Like, yeah, <laughs> breather. So that was, that was the big uh, New Year's resolution was no drinking during the week. 
try and cut, <laughs> try and cut it out. But then you know what I do? I go do comedy. And guess what I do? Drink. Sounds like the old, uh, if you need to take off some of the days, you probably need to take off all of, all the of them. All of them. Yeah. When you're like, yeah, how many days has it been since I didn't have? Oh, a while. And it becomes a eh, huh, therapy session. That's, so I went, eh, you know, I'm going to quit that. And I've done it well, except it's only when I go out to do comedy. When I go out, I'm a social drinker. I used to be sit at home and drink, but now it's go out. I like, I, you don't ever drink. Neither no, do I'm not I, didn't, I didn't see I'm you sober. either. At all, you don't do anything. Eight years, nothing. Wow, did you did you have to be sober? Yeah, or? no one just <laughs> decides at eight years in, just like you know what? Nah, not for me. Well, I said I said mine's a New Year's resolution, more as opposed to like an ultimatum. Mine wasn't. <laughs> mine wasn't court mandated. Yeah, okay. <laughs> if that's what you're worried about, it wasn't like a. I didn't get a DUI and decide like ah, uh, you know what. Yeah, I never got. I always have been careful. I was never that kind of drinker, but it was just you. You start drinking, you forget. Oh, and I never drank a drop or did anything until my 27th birthday. Whoa. Yeah. So even like at 21, when everybody's like, hey, let's go out for you're like, nah. It, nah, I was at 21. I was like straight edge, homie. Let's oh, hell this. yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I was like, X the fuck up. I was like, I might get it tattooed, <laughs> son. But I never did because that would have been dumb. Yeah. Yeah. My friend has three X's across his neck. Oh, my goodness. What is that? St- does that for stand for? Yeah. Yeah. That, that just, or are you really into Vin Diesel? It's yeah. one of those two things. <laughs> Fuck! That, how have I not? I'm gonna tell him that, and I'm gonna, <laughs> and he has to use that as a joke in his act. It's like a lot of people think. Oh, that's so good. That's Man, so- three. I see. I can't do neck tattoos. My mom would kill me. I Even want- though she's in QAnon, if I came home with anything on my face, honestly, unless it was a giant Q, yeah, you that's- a Q around your eye. <laughs> right. Trump 2024 on my forearm or the bicep, and she'd be fine with that. Yeah, but I, I just never, I've always been nervous to get a tattoo because I've never been that dedicated. Oh, man. They're the best. I got so, I got a bunch of them. Well, I can see one sticking out at the bottom of your... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the old shamrock. That was my first tattoo ever. I got that one when I was like 18. Uh, it's just a shamrock on my ankle because I wanted people to know I used to be a bartender. Okay. Uh, and then I have Made in USA Wait, so you were a ass. bartender before you were 18? I was a bartender when I was 18. Oh. Or I was 18 or 19. Man, that must be a good... Is it, it weird being the, a bartender, not being able... Well, you can drink. The greatest right? jar, job in the world. Yeah, I ran the bar. There was nobody else there. <laughs> yeah, so who's going to stop you from drinking if yeah, you're the like, boss? Yeah, it's like, oh, I shouldn't let me drink another fucking <laughs> shot. I need to see my own idea. Um, anyway, I... Yeah, so I... So it was great because it was this really divey bar. So it was just like old dudes who would come in with their, like, checks at the end of the month, you know, and pay off their tabs. Yeah. Or, like, my underage friends. And it was just, like, a hang for, like, 19, 20-year-olds to just go and get shit house. Yeah, we had, that was called Around the Corner. And it was literally a bar that was around the corner from college, where they yeah. named it that. And we would have our frat house that was right down the road. So that was where you went. And even if you didn't have a fake ID, they didn't check. They didn't care. They knew. As long as you walked in there with somebody that looked like they were 21, they did not give a fuck. Yeah. We had a bar near us called Dock Street when I was like 16 that I used to go and hang out with at. And I used to use the paperwork that my cousin got with his driver's license. Like when they give you the paperwork, like here's your paperwork, your driver's license will be here in this many days. Oh, okay. And then you'd use that as your ID. <laughs> and I'd use that as my ID. They used to have down in the, in the middle of uh, Pacific Avenue in Atlantic city. I don't know if either of you have had the pleasure of actually going to the streets of Atlantic city, but Pacific Avenue is right off. It's literally the next block off the beach, but it is where all of the hookers hang out, all of the pimps, all the drug activity. And there used to be a strip club 
And they used to, outside of it, used to be a guy that had like a mobile operation to make fake IDs. So if you wanted fake IDs, you'd go to Atlantic City, <laughs> you'd go get in this guy's van, he would take your fucking photo, and then he, I never did it. I was too nervous. I'm like, I don't want to get raped That's for a wild. fake ID. That's funny. <laughs> I slept at a McDonald's in Atlantic City one night. That's not a, where? Which one? You By the bus great- station? Maybe. It was uh like, I don't know any of the roads, but whatever the how main- How old you? I'm 30. No, how one. old then? Oh, then- uh, 29. No. Uh, <laughs> it was definitely in the drinking years. Uh, no. Uh, wow. 22. Wow. I was 22 at the time. All right. Would you, would you come in on the bus? No. I uh, I went and I was guessing ages, weights, and birthdays at the New York State Fair in Syracuse. Okay. And uh, I got disqualified from the fair. It was a cardi for a while. I okay. forget there's a fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did I, uh, they know that? I, I don't know. Can you get rid of the side dick, please? Oh, sorry, I forgot. There's a you giant put it screen. back. <laughs> Jesus, just go back to I'd Mick rather Foley. look at sexy ass Mick Foley <laughs> than your side dick. But by the way, let's reset. Uh, this is uh, JF Harris, comedian. He is in town for a little bit and decided to stop by. Thank you for coming by. Of uh, course. And then on the couch, David Gregory, owner of Laughing Comedy Cafe and former carny. So he spent years. <laughs> yes. Is that a that's not an offensive term, right? Uh, to call a carnival worker a carny. I mean, I. I guess it's not. I don't know. I hate them. Real carnies? <laughs> yeah. They're a special breed of people. The fair that I was with, for the most part, was straight shows. Now, I was never part of the show, which is like, when you think of like Joe Dirt carny people, okay. they're in the show. Okay. So basically what these people do is any town they're in in America, they just put the word out to homeless people, you need a job, we got you. So these homeless people show up, they throw them in food booths, they throw them in games, kitty rides, cleaning shit up everywhere. And what they have... Were, this was like eight years ago? Yeah. So, oh, this is still happening today. Oh, wow. Yeah, this hasn't <laughs> changed. Shit, I don't want to take my kid to I know, so, I'm fucking terrified. There's oh, a, yeah, there's you a, never should. Every time operating a tilt wall. <laughs> I've ever been to the New York State Fair in Syracuse, someone has gotten catastrophically critically injured. Last time I was there, somebody fell off a ride called a hot... A sling, a hot sling, hot shot. It's one where it like it goes up like this and it spins at the same time. Okay, someone wasn't clicked in and they just <gasps> they just flew out. Yeah, it was tight. My stand was underneath this ride, so wallets would fall out all day and land on top of my stand. And so people would come by looking for wallets, and we'd be like, oh, we don't see it. And then at the end of the night, <laughs> we would climb shit. up on top of the stand and just go through the wallets and take all the money out, <laughs> and then we'd turn them all in. <laughs> but what the carnies did, though, is all these crackheads and shit had a carny village that was, like, out in the parking lot where they put all the buses and stuff like that. And they would circle these buses that were black with soot. They were yellow school buses, but they were black just from all the soot from the miles they've traveled. Okay. And they would circle these around, and inside, they would let people know it's just no man's land in there. So you go inside where, like, they circle the wagons with these buses, and it's just people are walking around like, heroin, coke, weed, pills. They're just saying that and just selling it just willy-nilly, people ODing all the time. They always have an ambulance, like, nearby. So is it like, you are not who I thought you were. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I did not stay with these people. That's what I wanted to get to. I would always have a hotel room somewhere. It may not be a nice hotel, but I never stayed in the Kearney Village. I was was upscale. Instead, you slept at a McDonald's. Well, here's, I'm going to get to that. In Atlantic City. So I got disqualified from the fair the last year I was there, which was this incident. 
Okay. And a disqualification means you've pissed someone important off and they don't want you there anymore. So basically they take your picture and say, you're never allowed in one of our fairs again. I thought it was just because you, you have more teeth than everybody else. <laughs> I, I also had that. But this guy who was in charge would just walk around with a suit and just bark orders. But he would bark at people that are in the show. And like I was saying before, I was never in the show, which means I rent my own space, basically. And this guy was barking orders at me. I was like, eat a dick, dog. And he was like, do you know who I am? I was like, you didn't introduce yourself. I don't care who you are. And then he's like, come with me. And I was like, all right. He was wearing a suit and he had a radio. So that's usually signs of an important guy. Also, eat a dick, dog. Right off the bat to somebody. Very abrasive. I was was very... I had a chip on my shoulder yeah, at that say, point. Eat a dick dog. I wouldn't say that now to anybody. <laughs> Not at, but Unless fair they told people. your mom to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I got disqualified from the fair. So I took all the money that we had made thus far and we went to New York and stayed two nights. Then we went to Atlantic City, went to Trump's uh, Taj Mahal thing. R.I.P. And uh, lost all of that money and had no money to get back to South Carolina on. So I was like, well, we're going to sleep in this McDonald's parking lot, get our wits about us. And we'll Probably try right tomorrow. by a big outdoor mall called The Walk, because that's the only McDonald's. in. Da- it's not a good area. Oh, I heard it Atlantic was a terrible City's area. It's not a good area. I mean, the, Just whole, the yeah, whole thing. But they used to at least keep it mildly safe in the casinos and at the boardwalk and now it's like they don't give a shit because half just, the casinos are closed yeah so just in just, the casinos is the safe part well I, yeah i mean i used to work out front my my one of my first jobs was renting beach chairs out front of the casinos of atlantic city and we would be filled we would literally have wads of cash because this is 2002 and i mean debit cards and shit were big thing, but we didn't have tablets yeah. so there's no way of charging people's room so they would come down and pay in cash and at the end of the day we'd have a wallet that was or just a, a rubber band <laughs> with cash this thick just in our pockets but the cops would always be walking the boardwalk especially right in front of those casinos so you never had to worry because you knew if anything were to go down you yelled the cops would actually go and do shit now they're like oh, i ain't getting Fucking out of my car. Jammed by it. a crackhead? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I heard it was a, a really bad area. It, it seemed to be super sketchy. But the way we ended up getting money to get home, you know the toll booth that it to like come into Atlantic City, you have to pay that toll? Yeah. But it's one of those where you just throw the change into yeah. the yeah. basket. Well, me and my boy that went to New York with me, we sat there for literally 16 hours and just ran back and forth and froggered and just picked up all the change that people would drop and not care to get. And we got enough money to get enough gas to get home. That is fucking wild. Yeah, it was probably about $80, $90 we in got change. in change. And then we went to, and because it was New Jersey also, those motherfuckers pump your gas. Yeah. yeah. And so we just handed this dude a bucket of change. <laughs> and we just <laughs> Fill like, it up. <laughs> yeah, that's what we told him. We're like, as much as this is, homie. And then, uh, Why do you, oh, so you slept in the car in the McDonald's parking lot. Yeah, I, I thought you were sleeping on the concrete of the parking. No, lot. no, 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 in That's a car. That's safe. Yeah, yeah. Well, eh, I don't know. I felt it. It was still very bright where we were, but it still wasn't very sometimes safe. Very bright makes me feel less safe because I'm like they can yeah, see vulnerable me in here. sleeping. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, all right, you. I mean, you've done comedy forever. How? Like where? Have you? Where's the weirdest place you've ever slept in your car? Because I'm sure you uh, had to. I definitely. I slept in my car. I've slept in like uh, gas station parking lots a, a bunch of times, starting out in stand up. I mean, the last time I did that was maybe like six years ago. Driving, like I drove driving to Northern Michigan to do a gig from New York City after my divorce, like well now seven years ago. How far of a drive is that? 
New York to Michigan. It was long. It was not a quick drive. Because you got to go. I mean, people. Well, okay. Because I went from Jersey to Ohio, and you hear the state Pennsylvania, and you're like, oh yeah, Philly cheesesteaks, and you don't think how big that motherfucking state is. Pennsylvania. When you try and drive through it, literally, it was an eight hour drive home, and seven hours and forty five minutes of it was the fucking state of Pennsylvania, and then I get on the expressway, and it'd be fifteen minutes home, and I'm like. God, this is a big ass fucking state. There's a lot of mountains up there too, right? Like yeah. in the northern part. Yeah, yeah, we, especially when you're driving. Yeah, yeah. So you'd have to go through that too, which would take forever, yeah. I'd imagine. Yeah, I'd get ready. I'm moving yeah. to Harrisburg in July ish. Oh like, shit. Uh, yeah, I got work. Well, this is all I do this on Mondays and Wednesdays, but I actually work for a radio show up there now. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, well, I gotta eventually. I want to move up there, but they just contacted me and they're like, uh, "Hey, you're gonna <laughs> policy is still kind of." Yeah. So yeah, why move there until they need you to live there? Well, and when I can actually be in a studio, if I break this down now and then move up there, I'm going to be down for a week. But if I can just move up there and then have my stuff shipped and I can go back in studio, right now they're only allowed one person in a studio because they there's a virus, <laughs> a pandemic <laughs> that's going on, and they believe in it. Down nah. here, people are like, "Fuck you, fuck your mask." Yeah, it's it's funny doing stand up in Florida, trying to talk about COVID. Because I have jokes about it, and half of the uh, half of the time the audience will be like, "Nah, we're not getting in on this," and then the other half they're like, "Yeah, I know, but we're kind of nervous about it, so maybe don't talk about it right now." So <laughs> I went to uh, now this is awkward. Went to Off the Hook last night. I know you. I've heard oh of it. My <laughs> so they do it a get a stand up get dragged down show, and it's an open mic. And if you don't do well within the first couple of minutes, and the audience boos you, they the drag queens uh, come out and pull you off stage. The first guy that goes up brings up COVID and the whole audience boos him. And then like within <laughs> like, I'm not kidding you minutes. They pull this guy off stage. And I went, that's why I don't do it, man. I watched uh, Greg Morton from America's got Town, Very yeah. funny guy went up and started talking about COVID and he just started losing the audience with it it's, because it's like, it's a fucking Kung Fu kind of thing. Like I taught, I was at off the hook. Uh, I wasn't at off the hook. I was at your club. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was I was at the uh, Laughing Comedy Cafe in beautiful Fort Myers, Florida. Um, College Parkway. College Parkway. 8595. Five. Uh, <laughs> on Saturday. 92nd pizza. And I started with, like, I flipped the order of the stuff I've been doing my COVID stuff in. So I started talking about my breakup and then snuck in, like, my mask jokes at the end. And I got them laughing at the breakup stuff. So I just was able to like kung fu it in. Into, yeah. But I had to switch up my whole order just for them to like get on board with that one joke. It's very, I, it's weird because we don't like, I mean, David and I, I don't know if you've traveled out of here. I've traveled around. I went to uh, Colorado and I went to Austin. You got that new strain, dog. Yeah. Well, I, this was before, <laughs> but even then it was like August and I'm like, I shouldn't be flying, but the flight's are like $72. I, I, I want to yeah. go see Colorado and there's nothing. You're not going anywhere. Everything's shut down. People don't realize down here what it's like up north where it's, there's nothing. You can't get there. There's a point where they couldn't go to bars, restaurants, outdoor dining was banned. So there, even though it was like November, you can't go out and eat yeah. and freeze your balls off. When I was, when I was in LA, it. Oh yeah, from, you were in California. Yeah, I live. I live. I lived in LA slash live. I guess I don't know. My my couch lives in LA in a storage <laughs> unit right now. <laughs> That's what my buddy um, did. Just put shit in storage and yeah, left. Yeah, and I left in November. Um, from like March until pretty much around September, 
everything was closed. So what do you do? I mean, you're just you uh, just order food and eat in your house, and you don't go you don't go any like. Could you have gone outside? Because again, I, I mean, don't know. yeah, because it hadn't really spiked. If we know knew what we knew now, like in the early months, we could have been like, ah, we're okay right now. But now shit's spiked out of control there. But I had left right as shit turned up. But in September, the last six weeks, we were like doing shows at the comedy store, you know, outside yeah. through windows and shows in parks. So I was like able to do stand up, but like you could pretty much only go to like grocery stores to get food and like restaurants for takeout. See, I don't know what the weather's like in California. I know it's at least warmer than what it's like in New Jersey because my dad, so my parents, they do part time down here, part time in Jersey. Yeah. And they're like, my dad goes back during the weeks and he's like, this is, it's so depressing up there. There's nothing open. It's dark. It's gray. It's gloomy. Everybody's just, it's starting to wear people the fuck out. Yeah. At least during the springtime and the summertime. Hey, it's nice outside. And okay, you can't go to the movies. You can't go bowling, but you can go for a walk. I, yeah, I was in New York City in September. After my breakup, I drove cross country because uh, I was like, I just got to get out, out of L.A. I can't stay in this house with this person. And when I got to New York... <laughs> I'll risk it. There's a pandemic. Fuck it. I got to yeah, get yeah. away from you. I, I drove three days cross country. <laughs> and uh, when I got to New York, it was just like, oh, this is... Like, people were, like, just coming out of it. Yeah. Where, like, outdoor dining had opened and people were seeing each other and stand up just out on the streets and people were going crazy. It was, like, one of the funnest, like times ever like yeah. five where people were just like i don't give a f i'm outside i don't give a fuck welcome to florida that's been the mentality since day one <laughs> i don't give a fuck we shut down for like three weeks and then we're like ah fuck it we'll, which, just, which is we'll also, see what happens which is also funny because every comedian i've met here has been like oh yeah i had covid i had it back well in all of a sudden everybody's a scientist everybody's a doctor everybody's a political analyst on Facebook. everybody knows you fucking know no you get maybe you got yeah. no nah, you, you got some sniffles yeah. back in december Look, i've gotten it but i haven't I didn't have it. I've gotten allergies and I went, I wonder if this is allergies or is this COVID? And then I went, well, I can't smell anything, but I can taste shit. Oh, I'm fine. Yeah. I didn't go. Hey, I got COVID. Yeah. I felt bad for a week. I felt shitty. I pro I would, I mean, look at my body. It's not in the best health. So I'm going to feel shitty at some point over the past eight months, but I never went, Oh, I got COVID. But I think people are getting sick way less often. So because everyone's wearing masks or at least in the rest of the country, People are wearing masks um, <laughs> so that when they actually get sick, they're like, oh, my God, I'm sick. Mm -hmm. It must be COVID. So they kind of freak out. It was really weird because I worked. Uh, I did one show with a comedian and I'll say his name to you guys. Not that anybody gives a fuck that's watching. But... Very funny guy uh, fills the room and I, I know he's been out on the road, but like. To then after the show, shake hands, take photos, be close talking with people. He and had COVID. That guy had COVID. Or did he? Oh, so he did? Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. See, I thought I started going. I started. Did he pay for the vaccine ahead of like? Because he's probably got money. Nah, he's he got some antibodies. He's a uh, superhero. Yeah. Oh, all yeah. right. He got a. He was one of the first to get it. Okay. In our industry. I was like. Very publicly. Man, I feel weird turning the mics off now because it's probably oh, so it's public knowledge. All right, well, Brian Callen. I thought Brian Callen was rich and had extra money and got the shot ahead of everybody else. And I was like, well, I also wonder. a possibility. I mean, that's I not out of the realm of possibility. There were there was a dispensary that was offered free weed if you got the COVID vaccine. I started oh, seeing yeah. Oh, yeah, all these deals were like, hey, if you come and get it, we'll give you a free joint. And I'm like, I don't know if that's like the healthiest. I mean, doesn't it kind of give you? That's a exactly bit of the how the government would start some conspiracy shit. 
What, by giving people yeah, free pay, weed? Yeah, paying big weed yeah. to be like, you give out these free joints, you tell them the guy to get the vaccine, though. That's how they're getting the microchips in, Rob. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you should be in the group chat yeah, with my family. 239 <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to join us via phone. Uh, JF Harris. We got Collins. In. And, uh, yeah, I Skype, but people never do their lazy. Hung Lee. Holler at, at your boy. When um, was the last time you cleared the chat? I know uh, Twitch terms. Uh <laughs> <laughs> a while. Ringo Valentine. Uh, just the same guy writes different things about the macho man. And I don't even think sometimes my favorite is when they have conversations with each other and it's nothing to do with what's oh, going yeah. on in the show. I worked for a guy that uh, his name is Bubble Love Sponge and he was one of the first guys that was doing this on Twitch and he has quite the fucking following now where like the other day I logged on and you're talking thousands of viewers and I'm like good for you man. It's 6 o'clock in the morning for people to be watching that instead of watching other people play video games. Yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah. My friend John Hastings is really big on t Twitch, and I go on his feed a bunch, and yeah. I love it. I'm going to do this eventually, but this is, like, ne next level. I love this setup you have here. Well, thanks. It ended up working out because I got a job in radio. If not, and I was only getting a few clicks <laughs> per download, I'd go, what the fuck did I do? I'd have to sell all this. You know what happened? I got fired from the radio, but I had a good contract, and they had to pay me a lot of money. And so I was like, so hey. you just made your own studio. Yeah. And now I can move it. And when I moved to Harrisburg, but I learned you don't put this shit in a basement. They were, I have, uh, you have to deal with realtors. And those guys are like, they're like drug dealers. They push harder than drug dealers do. Oh, to sell somebody's you a fucking calling house. in. Uh, good evening. Fake radio from a bedroom with fellas. Hello. Who's this? Hello. Hello. Hi. Who, who's this? It's Kyle. Hi, Kyle. Welcome. Oh, Kyle Raymond. Yeah. That's Kyle Raymond. Yeah. Hi, welcome to the show, Kyle yeah. Raymond. Comedian. I don't know if you had the pleasure of working with Kyle Raymond. He's a guy from Boston, very uh, aggressive. Where's the fedora? Sounds yeah, like I, an I, asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he has hosted yeah, he some shows. The most painful fucking show this weekend. Talk about Thursday? God, those yeah. people sucked. Yeah. They really did. <laughs> those are your customers. I, well, they they're my pizzas. guests. They're my guests. Friends. There you go. They're guests, uh, but they sucked. They were, the, they were the least fun crowd of the week, is the way I would put it. <laughs> Uh, they laughed, but they were. The weekend didn't. was freaking great. Just Thursday was like, what the hell happened here? Yeah, yeah. One comic uh, thought about committing suicide after the show. So, is that kind of? Yeah, yeah. I, that's a normal <laughs> thought. I thought. <laughs> I have those. Well, he's talking about JoJo. JoJo took it extra hard. Why? But to be fair, JoJo Saturday burned the house down. Yeah. All right. So right. Yeah. I just want people to know. Some. I just want people to know JoJo doesn't always eat a dick. <laughs> but he did on Thursday. But now, he most does. people didn't know that he ate a dick on Thursday until now. But now they know he ate a dick on Thursday, but did not eat dicks on Saturday. Shout out to JoJo. Oh, oh, you don't have to be great all the time. He's all right sometimes, man. Every now and again, he'll get a giggle. Sorry, Kyle, you called and no one's talked to you yet. What's <laughs> up, buddy? We just had a conversation over. <laughs> uh, welcome, Kyle. I said, you mentioned the whole point, Rob. We all ate. It was horrendous. I mean, I, I saw, what, once dick. I got off and Dom got up and he did his beginning jokes, you know, those three little tags he does that are really fucking get everybody's attention, and there was no response. I was like, oh, this is going to be painful. I'm leaving the room right now. <laughs> was he hosting or was he the guest spot? Who hosted and went up first? The second guest spot. Oh. He was the second guest spot. So you'd already seen JoJo fucking get off stage in silence. He saw me get off stage. <laughs> He's like, all right, good luck, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, at one point, one guy told me, he goes, you are funny. And I said, yeah, I know. It's <laughs> <laughs> always good when the audience is like, you're good at this. We're just not having fun. Well, hey, Kyle, look, I'm glad you called because this is uh, 
the one call that we've to, had all night. You want to know you, you, the Skype number has use. Yeah, thank you. I'll keep it now so you can. Oh, by the way, Aerie Sweet has resubscribed Tier 1 for four months in a row. So thank you to Aerie Sweet. And, Kyle, I appreciate the phone call, buddy. I'll see you soon. Uh, yeah, that man. means you're not entertaining, Kyle, well, and fuck you. Bye-bye. Kyle, you're doing great. You couldn't have been. You're so passive-aggressive today. Well, you're just, just like, all right, Kyle, we'll talk to you soon. But well, I Now that people, maybe people will start calling, and if we have nah, Kyle on it. the line, everybody's talking over him. My dad does that same shit. He'll call me and be like, how's it going, boy? Oh. All right, I'll talk to you later. Yeah. All right, well, I'll just call and see how you're doing. Yeah, that's better than my dad. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. My That's dad, a phone call with my dad and most, Kyle Raymond, apparently. Most of the phone calls from my dad are pocket dials. And he doesn't mean <laughs> to. And then I just every time I pick up and it's just I'm listening to him listening to Rush Limbaugh in the car. And occasionally <laughs> I, I turn signal and I hang up because I'm like, what if I hear something weird? <laughs> like, what if he starts using weird language and traffic? Like, <laughs> like I could never look at my dad again. Or he's just like, ooh, Rush. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, Rush. Now, I'm sure. You know what? That would actually not surprise me at all. I've, he used to watch Glenn Beck. Remember when Glenn Beck used to be on Fox and he would draw on the chalkboard? Did you ever see that on Fox News? Nah. Oh, all right. Glenn Beck would give like a history lesson at the end of his show and he would draw on a chalkboard. And one time Glenn Beck broke down in tears. I don't even know what they were talking about. Glenn Beck starts crying and I'm looking at my dad and he starts crying. And mm -hmm. I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? And I just turned around and walked out because I was like 15. And I'm like, why is he watching Fox News? And what is this fucking guy teaching him? Damn, our generation will never have a good excuse for that. Because, like, that generation, they could be like, Vietnam. You know, they could say, like... I, my dad was a burnout surfer. you know what I mean. I'm saying that generation <laughs> yeah. has Bur that excuse, though. Burnout like, surfer? To, sorry, I didn't mean to... Oh, no, you Jump in. Burnout surfer to Fox News aficionado? Yeah, somewhere along the line, things... I, it's weird. I, my mom had a, uh, a brain aneurysm. They had to put a stent in, and then all of a sudden, things went weird. You know, oh. like people are like, hey, there's a split in dimensions. I can see one in my own family. We're like, <laughs> then when I got that phone call, they're like, hey, she's going to go on for emergency brain surgery. And I'm like, well, this, I mean, all right, let's see. And then everything kind of went weird. Came <laughs> out racist. Not racist, but <laughs> I mean, they do believe Michelle Obama has a dick, but it's all powerful women, not just Michelle Obama. Ellen's got a dick too. Oh. <laughs> and that's what I read in the text message. I went, I'm going to get out of this text message. My oh goodness. man, you should start tweeting the, that group chat. No, that'll <laughs> end up getting that'll be very uncomfortable. Because my mom, my mom actually had quite a large following on Twitter until she got banned. Oh my god! <laughs> no, do you know? I mean, what did she do? Call Rosie O'Donnell the cunt? No, I'm sure she did something that was worth getting. She never told me, but I know that she had like eight thousand followers, and for like a Jesus, I know for like a sixty year old woman sitting at home just tweeting and bullshit, and that's a lot of people to be following your words. And like, cause like I got seventeen thousand followers on Twitter, I put shit out, I get nothing. So I think it's mostly people that followed me over the years in the radio and don't even look at it anymore, don't have the app, aren't interested, don't give a shit, have me on mute. But she had like 8,000 growing. I'm like, well, what are you doing? And she's about to monetize to Twitter. Well, no, she's moving to Parlor. She's going to monetize that shit. There She'll be a go. hit on Parlor. If you can find somewhere to download it. Oh, that'll be interesting when Parlor, <laughs> I wonder if that'll happen where there will be people like, you know, I have the famous YouTubers that go and do comedy shows and they'll do 30 minutes on stage at the... Hey, come on out. I'm going to do 30 minutes and a bunch of other comics. I wonder if there will be like a parlor comedian that becomes like an influencer and can go and sell shows out. Would you put one on stage? 
If they can sell tickets, you would. It doesn't fucking matter. I mean, yeah. You got to sell tickets, man. You got rent. I get it. His name is Dennis Miller. (laughs) Yeah, but they can't get that. No offense to you guys, Dennis. Well, yeah, I would. I would like to have Dennis Miller. I'd love to see Dennis Miller do stand-up now. I'm not going to agree with any of it, but he's still going to be Dennis Miller. So it's still going to be like, yeah, baby. Who was yeah. <laughs> my, I had a brain fart and I was thinking Dennis Leary in my head and it took a minute for my brain to catch up to Dennis Miller. Oh, uh, he was going uh, on tour with Bill O'Reilly until Bill O'Reilly. I forgot about that. They were going to do a big tour until Bill O'Reilly got like the whole Me Too thing about having girls shower with loofahs. And then Bill O'Reilly disappeared and the Dennis Miller Bill O'Reilly tour went up in flames. Oh, poor America. <laughs> yeah, well, they were supposed to come to Emily Arena in Tampa. And I, you know what's odd? I think that would sell out for, oh, for 100%. A Bill O'Reilly, Dennis Miller show. Dennis Miller moves tickets. Dennis Miller is like a theater act. See, yeah, but do you th- I would think that Bill O'Reilly is the name that's selling at this point. I mean, Dennis Miller's on the show, but it's the it was the Bill O'Reilly show. Yes, but you forget that like in conservative circles, they'll just pass around videos of Dennis Miller. Like that's why you you probably don't see it as much, but and not I'm like not, our yeah, age. Yeah, I'm not our age, but like people in their like 50s and 60s are like, this is where it's at. This is comedy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my my parents thought that about Vic DiBattista when they saw not that Vic's not a good comic, but when they saw that video about the milk and the bread that went viral, my mom's like, you should tell jokes like he does, and I'm like, that's I not even heard of that <laughs> joke. No, it works. You what? I said I don't even know that joke. Oh, I don't he, had know a, that guy. he had a vote. Oh, you don't know Vic? D- Do you know Vic DiBattista? Is he a dry no. bar kind of guy? No, he's like an angry Italian guy from New York. And then he did this video that it was people freaking out. Going here, I'll play it real quick. You're, I can't believe you guys never heard this. No, Maybe there's probably a good reason because you're not seventy year olds that retire. Hey, look at it's you in the future when you get your shit together. <laughs> yeah, Yo, he's <laughs> a lot better shape. Uh, Vic did pe- uh, bread and milk. Oh, I've seen this guy on Club Calendars. I gotta get the bread and milk. 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 Oh my God, I gotta get the bread and milk. I gotta get, I gotta get the bread and milk. My mom told me I should do skits like he does. Is that the whole video? Uh, 19 million views. I gotta views. get the bread and milk. They said snow. I gotta get the bread and milk. Oh, that's <laughs> oh my God. I gotta get the bread of milk! I gotta get the bread of milk! Oh my god! I don't think when people are all extra like that, I never find that funny. 19 like million that whole people. Key and Peel style. Well, of let's see. 104,000 people disagree with you and gave it a thumbs up, but 13,000 people gave it a thumbs down. But again, I mean, you know well, I mean, 19 million views on YouTube. That's a lot. I'm not saying it's bad, it's just not for me. For yeah. Yeah, that's probably how he makes his money now. He he has three three hundred ninety one thousand subscribers. subscribers. Wow, um, yeah, I've seen this guy on Club Calendars, and I've had no clue who he is before. What's his website look like? It's a dot net. Well, because VicDiBattetto dot com got taken by big super fan big pasta <laughs> <laughs> big pasta. Uh, here's the website. <laughs> I mean, he's got I don't he's know, got well, dates. Lake Park, Florida. Call him up. Get him to route it. Let's see. Hey. Morristown. Yeah, I mean, casinos, theaters. Punta Gorda. There it is. Theaters. Where? Wow. Visani Comedy Theater. Newtown yeah. Theater. That's like a. That's like an old people's theater. Oh, the New Jersey Performing Arts Center in Newark. Oh, he's doing a lot. See, you know what he's doing? He's a lot. He's doing a lot of. Uh, yeah. 
Kind of, whoa, is coffee. he How is much? He oh, coffee? you want to play a game? You want to play Cameo Prices Right? Oh, I, I love Cameo Prices okay. Right. <laughs> uh, oh, that's wrong. Damn it. Uh, cameo. Ca- all right. Uh, <laughs> you just have I all the game this, shows. Yeah, I love this. <laughs> uh, so Cameo Price is right. How much do you think Vic DiBetetto, the milk and bread guy, charges for a custom video on Cameo? $100. $100 I'll is- say 80 I, that was my original thought, but then I was you like... You know what? 101, Drew. <laughs> All right, oh, wait, is that your final answer? 101. Can I tell you, TJ Noonan came in and played, and uh, we were playing Pervert Prices, right, with a chastity belt, and he had the first guess, and he goes, $1, so confidently, like he knew what the fuck he was doing, and so whoever was with us went, $2, like, went automatically, what the fuck? See, that's he's a rookie. He's a Prices Right rookie. $1. That's somebody that stayed home from school and didn't watch TV. All right. So JF Harris's guess $100. And uh, I was originally thinking 80, but 100. David, going 100. And David Gregory Because if he's doing theaters. 101. Let's see. Ah, damn it. Now we oh, gotta wait for it to spin back. <laughs> Details below. Below. He hasn't figured out how to do the oh, click through yet. Not, wow. We, he's uh, really. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, $50. $50. Wow, wow, what a deal. <laughs> we could win. talk to him for $2.99. $2.99. Let's, yeah, get, but let's I think text Dick Vic D. Potato. Fuck that. Let's get him on the phone. Just text back in all caps. Because that's all that video Got to get the bread. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, I have some news stories. We can blow through some of that. Oh, great. Everyone up. loves to the news right now. <laughs> um, well, it's the reason fun. I bring it up, there is a teacher. This is why I had this up earlier. Whoa, and whoa, I, whoa. I can show it. It's only fan or Instagram. So um, this is a woman who used to be. I, a- I hope. Because <laughs> I mean, I've had, I've well, had some thoughts about that, that woman. <laughs> yeah, let's put it. If that's not, I'm impressed. <laughs> I mean. Talented. Talented, talented work. Mother is- of three. Former, guess what she used to do as a li- uh, for a living? Well, you told us, teacher. Teacher, for special needs kids. That oh. takes an extra level of patience to deal. I guarantee you she did. Oh, wow, it's in California. I, um, well, she quit her teaching job and has since relocated to Los Angeles, California. From Las Vegas? Uh, Those tits say she worked in Las Vegas. After Las all Vegas. of her students said those uh, no. titties are retarded. She worked at <laughs> Deep cut David Tell joke, by the way. Not straight up, just inappropriate. He gets it. He gets it. Uh, she worked at an alternative school in Phoenix. So these are oh, Phoenix. alternative school could uh, just mean like so they're they're not mean. Yeah, <laughs> That's a mom. They're just three. assholes. Wait, so so she, here's wait, what she's happened. She's a mom of three. Yeah, and yeah, she's no longer. Them. I mean, she's not a teacher. Uh, she hasn't been a teacher in four or five years. So to call her a teacher in this story, it's just a way to get people to click on it. Yeah, she was probably a teacher for a week. Yeah, well, they, and she was like, instead, I'll sell nudes. It's funny you say that. So I, when I first started doing this, I interviewed a cam girl who was a pastor turned stripper and she's making bank. She was like, I'm making more than a hundred thousand dollars a month doing this. Just and not even like any type of sexual intercourse, just her in lingerie, her nude, but she claims to be a pastor, but she did one church sermon. Yeah. Like one. 
Yeah. So it, that's like it's all about the angle, baby. <laughs> yeah, but it's <laughs> like you know what? It got me to interview her. It got the New York Post attention. It sold a whole bunch of subscriptions to her OnlyFans account. So I see this woman because she ends up. It said the headline: Special Ed Teacher Turns Top OnlyFans Sex Star. I'm changing lives. But the last time she teached was or taught teached <laughs> was in 2016. Seems like maybe you could use some tutoring. <laughs> well, you know what? How much does it cost for her to come over and do that? Because uh, 2016, she quit. She was tired of dealing with. Uh, I guess the kids in the special class, she said she started to feel unshakable darkness and decided that she was going to quit her job. Her husband supported her. She took up bodybuilding. Then she met a fellow that was like, hey, you want to get in lingerie and take photos? And she said yes. And then it leads to only. Yo, before you turn off of that picture, will you zoom in? Because I think she's got some ugly ass toes. I know that's a weird thing to point out. But is that the filter or are them toes ugly? Let me see. I think she's just walking. On them, because those other ones look normal. Yeah, I think these it's just, look normal. Okay. Maybe it's yeah. You know why? Because she she's trying yeah. to flex that. Like she might. Just yeah, have, yeah, yeah. She's trying to get that quad muscle. Courtney Tilla is her name. All right, sorry, Courtney. Wow. Your feet are probably okay. Uh, but I mean, that's what happens when you quit your job and you can spend all day in the gym. Here's a question: yes. Who's that? Who's that paragraph on her back for? She's uh, got a paragraph tattoo on her back of some huh. probably. It's some a, It's terms and conditions. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that is a lot. Look, that is a paragraph. Like, oh, who's we, reading that? Can we zoom in enough? Uh, Someone giving you doggy style sex? Like, I, yeah, that's, that's what it, you have to check a box at the bottom. My son's not that mom. Oh. My other son's mom. Uh, oh, I thought you were saying. Wait, she, this is could get weird. <laughs> oh, well, she has it. Okay, so I have two two baby mamas, and the ten year old's baby mama has a tattoo on her back that says. uh it's a dedication to her dad. It says, it, my heavenly father. And the first time I was mounting her in the position of dog, I went, that is fucking weird. Because <laughs> like, you just read it. And I'm like, oh, what's that say? It says, my heavenly father. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then it was like her dad's uh, birthday and his death date. And I'm like, oh, this is fucking weird. Yeah, that's, and, a, that's a strange spot to see it. Yeah. Because anybody who's reading it, Oh, are not she, doing good things. things. She yeah. put that tattoo <laughs> in her lower back. Tramp stamp. She had a tramp stamp dedication to, to her, her father. father. And then I impregnated her twice. <laughs> and subsequently becoming a father. Yes. Maybe that was the reason why. She wanted you to have a deep bond with her dad. <laughs> yeah. She was hoping you would My reincarnate. Goodness. That's such a weird place to put a dedication to your dead father. Yeah, because you're not going to see it. The only people who are going to see that are people who are getting <laughs> yeah, hitting it are, from the back. Yeah. People that really don't want to know about your dead dad. Yes, I yeah. know. Not that's, at that moment. That's not what I want. to you don't talk read. about that on stage, you're out of your goddamn mind. I don't like talking about her on stage. It gets very uncomfortable. I you know what's it, uncomfortable? Well, you, still it was, got, it, you know what? You still got eight more years till that kid's technically yep, and an that, adult. Yeah. I mean, well, I but I own the rights to him. Oh, you have full custody? Oh, yeah, I won that in court. Oof. That was a pretty, that was a lot of money, but it was worth it. Wow. Then, you know, because guess what? On the other end, I don't milk her, for, uh, milk her for child support, but if it was the other way around, all the time. Oh, come on. Be- so you won't talk about her tramp stamp on stage, but you'll talk about a vicious custody battle in court. <laughs> I played out on the radio in <laughs> Cleveland. Uh, literally, it did. I ended up spending a shit ton of money because they would, her attorney would subpoena the tapes from the radio station. And then not only would her attorney listen to it, my attorney would listen to it. The guardian and Lighten would listen to it. And then the judge would listen to it. And I had to pay for all that. I, went, this, I would make it 22 grand a year. 
working in Cleveland, Ohio. Went, hey, get the fuck out of here. So you could have lived like a millionaire. <laughs> on that twenty-two thousand dollars, <laughs> twenty-two grand a year in Cleveland man. goes far. I know. You, my boss had they. Uh, People tag me in these posts on Facebook, and I'm no longer part of the show. I haven't been there in six years. They tag me in these posts of the guy's mansion, and it is, like, I've seen it on Facebook. I'm like, this is a fucking, it looks like a mall. And, you know, it's like, I think it was, like, for a million bucks, which a million bucks goes a far way. In but Cleveland. in Cleveland, you can build your own mall. Yeah. And live in your own <laughs> fucking mall. I'm like, good for you. Man, telling dick jokes on the radio worked out well for him. So more power to him. Oof. I got a three-bedroom, 1,300-square-foot house in Cape Coral that I rent. Maybe one day a house in Hershey. Hershey, Pennsylvania? Yeah, it's right next to Harrisburg. Oh, I know where it is. They got uh, Hershey Kisses on the light poles. Yeah, I know. I've been there. Oh, well, that's, I've, that's cute. I've, I've ridden the rides. Yeah, well, I've if you're going to move, if you're going to buy property in Pennsylvania, do you want to buy it in Harrisburg, or do you want to buy it somewhere where other people are wanting to buy it, which is Hershey or Lancaster, Lancaster? Yeah. I so mean, it's really like all Hershey, the whole place. It's yeah. it's the that's where the Hershey factory is. Yeah. So yeah. when but I, like the town just goes full dude, tourist trap. They well they like they spend a lot of money. The Hershey Corporation for I mean the first of all the hospital's named after them, but then they also like it's I would it's a company town. I was looking at buying a school bus. I wanted to do Chuckle Bus where we load people on the bus, we tell jokes on the way to different breweries and then get off and they could go in and have a 20 minute tour of the brewery get back on and we'll tell jokes on the way to the next stop and i was looking for buses and somebody was like yo you got to go to hershey pennsylvania and buy the buses because the hershey corporation buys new buses for the school every five years and they buy the fucking top of the line pristine i'm not even talking bluebird yellow bus they get like custom brown leather seats that look like the fucking chocolate from hershey <laughs> they go all out and i was like all right i'm gonna go look at those buses and then Glad I didn't do that because they would have fallen. I would own a bus right now and I wouldn't know Instead where to put it. Instead of a van. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I use the van a lot more than I use that fucking bus. That bus would have never gone anywhere. Yeah, that's cool, though. I love towns that do shit like that where they just kind of go full Monty with it. All in. Everything. Yeah, I want to I want to go. I'll go one day. All right, come visit. I think yeah, that maybe. stand-up comedy on a bus idea is a great idea. Well, yeah, I saw it in charleston south carolina some comedians were putting on a show but what they had was the bus from the, the hotel like the, the shuttle trolley yeah i actually wanted to redesign the whole bus so that we were looking to get a transit bus at one point because you can get a transit bus for 40 grand but then it's going to cost you 30 grand to get it up and ready to go and then what happens if your bus breaks down yeah then you don't have a backup See, and you're I, out of the show i think you just want that yellow bus everyone's looking forward you just stand up front. Yeah, because then it's like it was in school when you were on field trips, because then the teacher just kind of turns around with one <laughs> knee on the seat and just talks to everybody. Yeah. Yeah, but what you about... You just got to put in one speaker up top over the, like, performer <laughs> it's side. It's sound all muffled, though. Yeah. <laughs> but what about, like, uh, the bicycles? Have you seen those where, like, it's a, it's a full the circle? Pedal? Yeah, so it's a full circle bar, and the people sit there and they pedal, and that's what like powers the bicycle part of it. Yeah. And there's a bartender that walks around that circle, but you could easily put some sort of stage on the end of it, I would imagine, because they have those in Charleston too. I bet that would work. And then you wouldn't have to worry about all the insurance of having a full vehicle with alcohol in it. Yeah, that was the big problem. I actually hired business attorneys to look into how we could like. Yeah. Because I thought, what if they bring, if they get one of those jugs that has the lid 
But then they were like, well, they're not allowed. That they can bring the booze on, but they still can't drink it on yeah. a moving vehicle. But like those, so uh, the bicycle thing, you people can. do all the time. That was my point. But there, the whole advertisement from what we're advertising would be doing comedy and then taking them to breweries. Whereas for those party buses, it's hey, you know, they're just going out for a night out. They could be indulging in alcohol. They could not. But the whole legal hang-up is that we're literally taking them to places where there's booze. So then to get them back on the bus and go, well, they're not drinking. They'd be like, what the fuck do you mean? You're not, the whole business model is built around breweries and comedy. So it yeah. was, I spent a lot of money to get told no. And I went, well, oh, what about fucking attorneys. What about towns that allow that? Because there's places like, yeah. you yeah. know, like Denver, I know, would do something like that. Well, I wanted to do it in Clearwater Beach because that's where all the tourists come. And there's no places to go do comedy. Either that or you take one of those Sunset Cruise boats. And when they come back after the Sunset Cruise, do comedy on the boat. Chuckle Cruise. That's what that was going <laughs> to be called. And then they all just fell apart because then I got full-time radio work and went, well, I can't. Spend all this time trying to pitch. Well, these there's people. something to the the mobile comedy club. There's something to that. I agree. You take because, it to them. Yeah. Well, it's it's even like if you're in a town like Charleston, somewhere like that, where it's very pedestrian friendly. Yeah. So you can use it as a trolley. So like as you're doing this comedy act throughout the night, you can stop at these other bars. So then you would have you know you you would just have people do ten minute sets or whatever. And you could have, you know, five, six comics go up over the night and you could have a four or five hour experience as opposed to just a 90 minute show. Yeah, I, I really wanted to do the breweries because I thought the breweries would be excited to bring a guaranteed 20 to 25 people in. And you do two shows a night, I mean, you're bringing them from bar to bar to bar. So you're at yeah. least getting 25 to 30 minutes there in that brewery. They slam some beers down. Good idea. But it was a legal nightmare. And it was, I meant, I spent so much money trying to figure out how to do it. And I went, at the end, I went, ah, fuck it. I'm making good yeah, money doing Yeah, I think the Elks bus lodges. is your problem. I know. I think the bus is the but problem. But the bus was the key to it. I don't, I think the bicycle thing. Yeah. I think there's that'll not, work. There's you not enough to, people on the bikes to make money. <laughs> or that the breweries are in that kind of area where, I mean, you need, well, it. it was what's a 10 the biggest or 20 minute drive. bicycle you can get? Because if you can get one that'll put Multi 30 people on bike? it, you could do that. Yeah. Like uh, a, a mobile I, bicycle bar, something like that. Because if you can get 30 people on there, you charge them $30 a piece, and then they start buying drinks and they have no other option until they get to these bars, I think. You mean like one of these? That one's small. Oh, okay. Sorry. Well, I don't have a budget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got, I got on one of these. I, we, did a, those. we did a pedal boat. Yeah, so I, I've seen some that can put more people. I want to say like maybe 10 on each side. So if you could find one that can be, you know, half larger, 50% larger, then you could actually have a decent crowd on there. It's Florida. We could find a guy to just weld it together. And if you do it where it's like those, uh, the buses where they do the stop and go things in like New York City, then you could pick up people throughout the night and you're selling like a transit ticket where they get comedy. Well, even like, I mean, look. Because see that barrel? That's where your uh, little stage could be. But if you do, you should do this somewhere like Fort Myers Beach, man. Because that's where, I mean, there's people literally out and they will see that and jump on and go, hey, how much? I want to jump on. Yeah. You, I mean, that would, but you try and ride that down College Fucking Parkway. Well, yeah. It, no, down. it would be in places like you could do this in downtown Fort Myers yeah. in like that uh, four or five block range right there, just cruise around. But yeah, Fort Myers Beach would be good. You could, uh, predetermined stops with hotels they're opening up the margaritaville and i went and did the bonkers margaritaville out in orlando dude there i mean it is a 
palace. I've never been. I grew up in, near casinos and, and in casinos, and I've never seen a building that was like this. It was crazy. The mar- it's just a giant complex dedicated yeah, to Jimmy He wrote Buffett. a lot of the songs down yeah. here, right? Well, he grew up, I think he was down in the Keys. He was just like a uh, guy that was playing music in the Keys for the longest no, time. No, I think he like he wrote a lot of the songs on Sanibel or Captiva, something like that. I find, find that out. Jimmy, Jimmy Buffett. Parents- Not Jimmy Keys. Jimmy Keys. That's a different fella. <laughs> my parents used to be parrot heads, and now they're Nazis. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's a joke. Uh, Jimmy Mostly. Buffett. Let me see. I mean, it's a massive complex, and it was a they they had, had a full a, room. They had a Margarita Bill restaurant attached to the Bellagio in Atlantic City when I I did a gig there. The Bellagio, yeah, or maybe it's that not, was Vegas. Wait, then uh, the Borgata, Borgata, okay, Borgata in has one. I played the Borgata with a buddy like years ago. Where I swear West Palm Beach. I swear that it said that he was down. He started out playing in Key West. Buffett moved to Key West and began establishing the easygoing beach bum persona persona that he is known for now. Started out playing for drinks at the chart or chart room bar in Pier House Motel. So I mean, yeah, in Florida. Hold hey, on, guys, I'm gonna do some independent research here. <laughs> All right, well, you can, I swear to tr- God, he's I've not heard. trusting the Wikipedia page. Well, sorry, that's, that's my most reliable. By- that's 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 written by the biggest fan. I, I almost... went to look at some for information on you, and I went. I wonder if he has a Wikipedia page because that's I? what you always uh, no, But I did find your website and found information about you there. Okay, there we go. JFHarris.com. It is not yeah. .net like Vic DiBattetto. I mean, um, I, I got there first. Questions for you since you're here. And, oh yeah, uh, David's doing some research. The Late Show, um, or the Late Late Show. Yeah, if James I didn't know Corden. it was going to be on video, otherwise I wouldn't have worn the Late Late Show T-shirt. No, that, <laughs> that works this, out well. This is literally my hanging around the house um, shirt. What was it, for, how, when you get the call that you're going to be on yes. the Late Late Show, how long into your career is that that you get that phone call? And um, did you have another, I know you did the Ringers for Comedy Central with Bill Burr. Was that before or after? Before. Okay. I I taped my ringer set for Bill Burr. That came out, but that came out after I did Late Late Show. So I taped the ringer set, I think, in like April of 2019, and it came out in January of 2020. Now, is that your first big television the Burr set was my first stand-up set on How TV. How does that happen? TV. Is it, does he really see you somewhere or know you and picks you? Or is it so, they kind of just put his name on, hey, this is a comedy special? No, he picked everybody. Okay. He saw he picked everybody from uh, like tapes and people he knew. Okay. So for me, I was opening for Whitney Cummings. Okay. Um, who, uh, for when she was getting ready for her last Netflix special... And the guy, and all things comedy, Bill Burr's company was producing that special. Okay. And the guy who is the CEO of all things comedy um, was seeing Whitney, was there to see Whitney and, uh, or was scouting locations with Whitney for venues. And I happened to be in the city they were scouting in, uh, performing with Joel McHale. And they, and he just came over because he had time to kill before a flight and saw me and then was like, oh, we're doing the show. Would you have any interest in doing it? And I was like, Fucking yeah, I would. Yeah. Now that's not the first time you've had industry people 
in the crowd and you knew that they were there, right? Like that's it's happened before. Yeah, I, I live in LA. It does happens it, constantly. Because is there any okay, so it doesn't it wears off. You don't get nervous that there's like this is this he, could he, be the opportunity of a lifetime. I or, wasn't even thinking about yeah. it being an opportunity. It was literally him. It was kind of nice because I hate doing all those like in front of industry showcase, you're doing this, you're doing that. I love the road. So he just saw me at the Arlington Draft House in Virginia and like just saw me fucking around. And and that's what gets you. And that's what got me him like, hey, just send me a tape. And and I didn't have like a tape that I was like, oh, this is the tape. And I did the thing that they say don't do. I took I took a tape from the middle of a set, just a bunch of random jokes. Part of my set, I thought I was being funny. In the tape, I do a callback to a joke I hadn't done in the tape. I go, oh, fuck, I hadn't done that joke that yet on the tape. Then I did that joke. So it was just me being loose and not giving a shit on the okay. tape, too, opening up for Whitney at the Vermont Comedy Club, and they had a camera set up. So it was just like, this is the most recent tape I have. So wow. here you go. What's it like when you land that? Where When you, uh, like, when... It first comes out. Are you watching with friends? I I was I, on the be, road. Oh, so you? Because it it's nerdy to be like, hey for, guys, come on over and watch. I us. But I would be so excited I that I don't think I could out. I would nerd out to myself. I, I I'm would, gonna be on fucking TV. Yeah, no, I would have loved to have done that, but I was on the road. My so I was on the road. I was doing a string of like one night headlines. Okay. So I was like headlining in the San Jose Improv, and then I, the next night I was at DNA Comedy Lab in and San somewhere in California, and I did my headline set for like twelve people, uh, and then I leave the club and I'm like, oh man, it's on right now. There's no way I'm gonna be able to see it. I'm like, oh well. And then I'm walking by and I'm like, there's a pizza place in a bar right there. Fuck it. I'm going to just go in and ask him to turn it on. And I asked a lady and she finds Comedy Central and I'm like, oh, West Coast feed right there. And she turned it on. And literally it was the second I was walking on stage and I just watched it by myself in this pizza restaurant. And with a pizza waitress <laughs> or bartender. Yeah, the, the waitress, she was like, wait, is that you? And I was like, yeah. And she was like, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. And then some young kid came up to me and started talking to me, and I was just like, "Hey, buddy, wait, 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 wait. let's. I gotta. I want to watch this. Yeah, I want to watch this. I'm a big star um, now. <laughs> yeah. So does, take two steps back, please. Now it sounds like the bookings were already going well because you're opening for Whitney Cummings and you're opening for yeah, I mean, with Joe McHale. I've how, been I've how, been doing comedy since I'm 20. I'm 37, and I've been doing stand up for now. I think 11 or 12 years. Just dedicated nothing else besides stand up. Nothing else but stand up. So when does the booking start to increase dramatically when you get something like a Comedy Central, The Ringer? Or Absolutely is it... not. Really? No. I would think that you get a TV. I mean, because you get no. all things comedy, I mean, Bill Burr, Comedy Central. I mean, that's it, here's, things people here, 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 can put on a flyer yes, and get you yes. to show up. It, it definitely helps, but, um, you know, like, okay, so I got that. And then um, I the, my Corden came out beforehand. And the Bill Burr thing helped me get James Corden because okay. I. Reached out to the guy who books that, and I was like, hey, I got this Bill Burr thing coming out. I would love to do a set to promote it. And, like, I just got a set ready, and he was like, I like this set. Let's just, you know, I did it, and I had, like, um, and I, having those two credits started to help, but literally, as, like, the momentum was building, two months later, COVID hit. Okay. So it was wow, like, what the fuck? It's kind of like when they bought the business, they bought the laugh and they had a good little bit of a winner. And then all of a sudden COVID hits and shuts the world down. Yeah. And I was like starting to get like cool meetings with people who were like reaching out to me and stuff like that. That was like 
oh wow and then this hit and then i just didn't do stand-up for seven Can you tell months us what the coolest meeting was um <laughs> one of the cooler ones would be 20th century fox disney they're like production company wow okay like some of the people from that wanted to like Talk about some Man. stuff. And then this happened. Sorry to hear that. It's okay. I, you know, those, now you're in a bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> With David. You want to know what? Fuck. I'm happy COVID happened because it like made me like reassess a lot of different stuff. And it's just like, I'm really happy doing stand up. If nothing else happens, I already have won. I haven't had a day job in eight years. What was the longest that you went without being able to do stand up? I, I mean, didn't do stand up for the seven months. I then, didn't, I didn't get on stage between, I was supposed to fly to Australia to do an Australia tour, okay. like a headline gig. It got canceled day of, and I was supposed to, um, and I, I booked like two shows in town in LA in March before everything got shut down. So I was like, oh fuck, I was supposed to be in Australia for three weeks. Oh. Um, I got nothing on the books. Some friends threw me on some shows in LA, and then, then LA shut down, so there was no more comedy. And then literally, I did like two or three Zoom shows between the first week in March, and when I got on stage. How are those? Post-breakup. They were great. The, yeah? Yeah, the Punchline Comedy Club in San Francisco has two of them. Oh, so it wasn't like you're doing it for, like, a manager to do Christmas party. Hey, no, by the way, no, we got no, this comedian. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, it's like 70 or 80 people who love stand-up, and some of them have their mics on because they're regulars at the show, so they okay, can be so trusted. Okay. And they're laughing, and it was like, it gave you, the, like, the a little shot where you're like, oh, comedy. You know what I mean? Yeah. What do you do for, like, income for those seven months that you can't get back on stage? I had some writing jobs over the past couple of years, All and right. I just lived off of the money that was supposed to oh. pay the taxes for those. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it sucks. Well, I'm sorry to hear it, but it sounds like things are were going well and will go well yeah, again. Yeah, I mean, things I'm, start not, back up. I'm not worried about it. Well, I, do, do you know if it, I mean, what is the word out there? Do, um. I think everyone kind of feels the same way where they're like, hopefully enough people take the vaccine, uh, get that microchip in them, and then we can start doing comedy again Okay. in other states. You know, there's two states right now, three states where you can do stand-up, Florida, Arizona, and Texas. I know. My buddy worked for Live Nation and, and in Huntsville Austin. and Nashville have stuff. But Joe Rogan just moved in there, and they've been doing shows, and he said that they're selling out those shows. Like, it's great. Like, all of the yeah. shows for Chappelle and Rogan have sold out together. Oh, yeah. I uh, mean, and they put the tickets for, like, 240 bucks a pop. Yeah, because they're giving people two. In order to do it, you go there, and you get, like, two COVID tests. Before you can go before sit down you can as go, an audience. Go in. Well, that's what they're doing with. I mean, they were doing it with the bills, too. For the uh, Part of your ticket price was a COVID uh, test before the game for the last playoff game that they had. So if you wanted to enter the stadium, you had to have a COVID test, you had to pay for it, and you had to wear a mask the whole time, and then you could go inside and watch the game. I mean, and it worked. That Yeah. and it's it, I mean, as far as I know, I don't know what the rate is. and what. And yeah, that's what's basically going to happen. We're going to get cheap enough COVID tests and that are reliable enough that that will start happening with, like, in, like, places like New York and L.A. where it'll be built in. And then it'll, my friend D put it out. She was like, and then shit will go underground. You know what I mean? Like people who can't afford to do that shit will start figuring out how to throw their own shows and it'll make like art bubble up again and shit. Cool. You, you lived in New York prior to moving to LA, right? I'm from New York. I grew up in New York. I grew up on Staten Island and then I started stand. I started improv and sketch comedy in Chicago and then moved to New York and started stand up in New York. Do you think the city will come back from this? A hundred percent. Yeah. 
Because yeah, they're saying, it's, I mean, it's still New York. But I've like I'm buying a house literally outside of New York, and all you're hearing about is how quickly they're going because people are leaving the cities and they're seeing that hey, we don't need to have this gigantic office building that we're paying massive rent for when people can work from home, and it's on their dime. Yeah, but at the same time. You can work from home, but don't you want to work in a place where you actually want to live? You know what I mean? Like where you can go to great restaurants, where there's good museums, good culture, like nightlife, bars, like other young people. I understand if you got kids and you just want to have a nice house and stuff like that. But to me, that I would rather swallow a bullet. Yeah, well, I would like to be in it. Believe me, I'd much rather be in Florida than end up going to Harrisburg. But I'm going to Harrisburg because that's where the gig is. But you know that that gig in Harrisburg is also within driving distance of Baltimore, Washington, New York, Philadelphia. Yeah. So if things do open back up, then it'll open. Whereas here, yeah, you can get on stage and drive. But it's going to, I mean, to leave the state of Florida from where we're at, it's eight hours. So, so if you want to go to another state and go do stand-up and make connections outside of this little network that we have here it's an eight hour drive out of the state yeah but flights are so cheap right now that when stand-up does open back up if you are vaccinated get on a fucking plane go do you know a gig in atlanta or a i don't know i i think new york will bounce back there was like this whole thing like new york's dead like i was in new york in september my friend threw a stand-up show outside on the street. Okay. Literally just took like Con Edison, yellow, like those orange cones, put yeah. them down on a one-way street, blocked off traffic. And we just threw a show and like a hundred people came to All it. All right. So people, I, that's what I think. I don't think it's as bad as what they're saying, but it is scary when you're trying to buy a home and your realtor's going. Rich people are leaving. Yeah. I don't, that can afford to. Yeah. And art's always going to flourish in a dark time. So, like, it may not bounce back immediately. There's definitely going to be a dark period where things are a little sketchy, but it's going to come out better on top. I mean, it's like the roaring 20s, you know, same thing. You come out of World War One and things are looking pretty sketchy, but then you get through the Spanish flu and things were great until 1929. And then, you know, the there's Depression. been a pandemic every 20. So you have a 1620, 1720, 1820, 1920, 2020. Whoa, that is wild. I'm going to have to go ask Jeeves this to make sure that's correct. I will also say pandemic on the 20s. Rents in New York City have dropped by like 15, 20%, right? And the crazy thing to me is it's like I looked up the other day. My old apartment from 10 years ago is for rent in New York City right now, and it's 50 bucks cheaper. Than what it was. Than what it was when I lived there 10 years ago. And I'm like, why the fuck wouldn't I go live there yeah. right now? From t- Oh, from 10, 10 years, years ago. ago. Okay, yeah. Like, rents got out of control in New York. It's going to make it that, like, young artist type people, or even not even young, just people who want to work in the arts, follow their dreams, maybe try to hustle, can live there And again. can get an apartment. <laughs> Whereas before, you wouldn't be able to afford. I lived in that one-bedroom apartment with three people. Oh, man. Two women lived uh, like college dorm room style in the in the what was the living room and i had what was the bedroom which was the size of a bed why did you get the bedroom and they got the living room uh they picked wrong <laughs> they, they, they went oh we'll take the living they were, room they were like we'll dorm up and you can live in there and then the girl who i lived with who was very nice but she was like because you have a room to yourself it wouldn't be fair if we all paid the same price and I was like, you're totally right. And she was like, so will you pay $50 more? And I was like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> and how much was the rent for that? It was 1550 
for a one bedroom apartment for in one, this city? For one bedroom apartment. And I'm sorry, it's a hundred bucks cheaper because right now with that apartment is fourteen fifty. Okay. And do you get a parking you don't get a parking no. spot with that? <laughs> don't <laughs> I, you you don't need a car. You yeah. don't have a car if you live in New York City. Everything's in walking distance Every, or you take you, the subway. Yeah, you walk everywhere or you ride your bike or that was my favorite thing. I used to live in Hell's Kitchen. I used to live on forty fifth and ninth. And I used to just ride my bike to do spots. You ride your bike to the stand. You ride your bike to stand up New York. Nobody like ever clotheslined you and took your bike. That always scares no. me. Like I, I'm a bitch, man. That would happen right away. My bike <laughs> would get, get stolen. You need to get back to old buff you. I got to go back to karate. I used to be a black belt in Tungsudo. I saw. All right, then let me ask you because you lived in New York. Uh, Tungsudo get your ass whooped too. What's so the weirdest thing you ever saw? Real. On, what Tungsudo? Yeah, weirdest thing I ever. Beat. I know how to defend. Not do you? Not a lot of offense, a lot of defense. Uh, what was the weirdest thing you ever saw on the subway living in the city? I saw a man naked in nothing but a pair of combat boots take a shit. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to New York. Yeah, doors opened, walked on, he was shitting, got right back off. Wow. Walked on to the next car. This guy was nude, so I guess Oh, this guy died. Yeah, because right? he ended up touching the railing. So he he's nude, and he's throwing people onto the tracks, and somebody jumps down and helps this guy out. But this new dude ends up touching uh, the, the railing. Third rail, yeah. yeah the th what's the third rail? So that's, that's the electric rail. Yeah. You mean he wasn't being cautious no, while I mean, he was assaulting now, people naked in the subway? Now, if he had rubber shoes on, would that have made a difference? No, right? Because if you're touching you're that touching shit, it, you're, it's, you're done. If you would have okay. put the rubber shoe on there, he I think he could have stepped okay. on it. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> test it anyway. But, uh, yeah. but you don't know what kind of package he was dealing with. Uh, that's a. Uh, did you ever see anybody ever? Because I read these stories. Oh, he's karate kicking too. This guy's. This guy. This guy's just crystal methed up. And you see, it was courtesy um, of Jose the barber. That's, that that's who sent in the video. <laughs> Courtesy, <laughs> courtesy, you know, they just, you know, that that's just his Instagram handle. I gotta find. And he filmed this on Instagram. And they just credited him. They sent him a DM. Can Jose we play this on the news? Jose the Barber on Instagram. I bet you he does fucking tight fades. Uh, oh, I bet at Jose the Barber, that's him. You know what came up? Oh, my God. Jose's Barbershop right next to Laughing Comedy Cafe. It literally. Oh, funny. It, yeah, it didn't bring the action. I mean, there you no. go. He was in town. Oh, oh. There's famous, famous fades. <laughs> no, I, it's not that guy. But yeah, anyway. Led to two men in a yeah, he is karate kicking too. Street at Central Park North Station. Oh, I know that Cell station. Cell phone video captured a nude, belligerent man, then pushing that oh, other shit. rider on the track <laughs> with the train fast approaching. Luckily, the train that was coming into the station saw them and stopped in time. Larice Fluellen saw it all go down. He stood there in shock, That's watching that man name. on the tracks and a good Samaritan, then jumping down to help. But the attacker wasn't done. I see a gentleman. He's out unconscious on the track and there's another gentleman trying to help him and then this naked guy just jumps down there he goes jumping onto the tracks and getting into a fight with that good samaritan that man then pushed him back sending the suspect onto the electrified third rail once he touched the third rail uh that, that was it you know he, he, he so they're he acting like flew well in there didn't just murder a man As well <laughs> but he was also nude and fighting you on a subway that's yeah, but trash. they just nonchalantly glossed over the fact he pushed him into it. Yeah, by the way, it's <laughs> self-defense, dude. Yeah, man. All right, but he didn't even like. I didn't mean to do it. I had to defend myself. He's like, yeah. Once I pushed him, he fell back, and he's dead. Well, after they, I mean, they're filming him jumping on the tracks up on the platform. So that, do you think there's Therese video? Oh, yeah, there's is a video murderer. of him dying. 
I uh, think Jose the Barber, yeah, he's got the full extended Jose cut the Barber knows too. what's happening. Uh, all right. He's gonna, got answers. Imagine being the person who had to fucking, like, your job is to just blur out that guy's balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to track him across <laughs> the whole video. <laughs> yeah, there is a lot. <laughs> that is really funny. Uh, there is a lot of balls in there. Watching that man well, I mean, track. The guy did a, a good, good edit Samaritan, job. The, then jumping they just down fucking outsourced it to Japanese porn, dude. Yeah, the guy ended up dying. Uh, do either of you guys believe in Bigfoot? No. No? Okay. I mean, I mean, listen. why not? But sure. Well, there's the, uh, what's that thing Joe Rogan talks about all the time? Gigantopithecus? Yes, but I don't know if there's any actual evidence a, that that exists. Well, there's evidence that it existed at the same time as man. So the like the conspiracy would be that they just evolved simultaneously in seclusion. Or... We just have these weird stories from a long time ago when they were around, but now they're gone. And then there's a lot of hillbillies that get high on meth and think they see something. Well, there are, there are two hillbillies up in Canada that think so here's, this. That's the first one I did. And then I thought, oh, well, I'll do another one. This one, you know, isn't a perfect replica of a hoof. They claim it's a hoof. They were driving. They saw a gigantic figure run across the road. They said it looked like Bigfoot. They went and examined. I can't. I mean, I want to believe Bigfoot exists. There's no way. I look at that. I, I go, mean, if there was a big, that's just, that's just yeah. a, a, this is a just hole in the snow. snow. That's yeah. all I thought. And the thing is, they went back six hours later. They didn't even go back. They saw. They think they saw Bigfoot. Went home. Sat around and thought about it for six hours, then went back out and decided to go look for it. Just they sat around and did it. methamphetamines for six <laughs> yeah, hours. Then they went back. Bigfoot. We saw fucking Bigfoot back there. It's just two drunk Canadians <laughs> who saw a fucking bear. And then they send the video to the news, and no Jose the Barber, but this one gets clicks. And then the news puts it on and goes, oh, yeah, Bigfoot seen in Canada. Yeah, this is just clickbait. I fell for it. Yeah. But I want to believe. I, yeah. I think if there's anything And why out would there, Bigfoot have a hoof? It's probably it's like an elk or a moose or something that, more... More Canadian. They actually said it might have been a giant moose. Those are the two options. A giant moose or Bigfoot. And See, I went, here I Bigfoot. am sleuthing through this problem 30 seconds in. I love Bigfoot. <laughs> All right. I think that's it. Oh, there's one other story. This is weird, and I'll ask both of your opinions about this. Uh, this is a woman named Marina Balmashev. Oh, these are she's, all those people. She's, she's verified, this lady. Well, okay, so this woman originally was this boy's stepmother. Oh. Met him at 10 years old. The father was 45. She was 24. Flash forward 10 years later, she divorces the pops, starts dating him. Wow. The dad oh, actually her, her. says the stepfather, the, ste the father says that his son broke up the marriage between his stepmother and his father. And then they got married and had offspring. They had so, a little baby that they won't show on. So he basically, he, he had himself a brother. Well, but it's not okay. Is it weird? I mean, it's yeah, it's obviously weird because they met when he was ten. Yeah, she but they're raised, not. She raised him. She groomed a hotter, younger model, and, and then left that's, the father. And you know who? <laughs> she's, so I bet. Shitty. Are you able she's to so, see the she followers? Need this. Uh, her followers? Yeah, because it is all going to be people that are super into like stepmom porn fetishes. Oh, a hundred percent. She has. She there has are some freaks in there. She has over a half a million followers. Yeah, because they're like, she fucks her stepson. I want to see and if... Did she just get all these followers for fucking her stepson? These are all pedophiles. Absolutely. That's 100% what it is. Okay. But he's of age. Oh, 
Let, so, I mean, look did, at that one. Yeah, right how, old, how old is he? Uh, let's see. All right. Here's is that thing. a Pop-Tart in circular form? He is 21 years old. She's 35. That's creepy. They met when... If I oh, never mind. You're right. It's. I mean, not that it makes it any better, but he was seven years old when they originally met, and My then she goodness. married his father, Alexi, who was 45. He is now 21. She is 35. That's fucking creepy, because if I... I wouldn't fuck someone who wasn't in the same age decade as me. Yeah, I've also... Like, not that... You know, believe it or not, fellas, there's not a lot of young tail that are trying to bat down these doors that are tr- and get, that are tr- trying to, <laughs> trying trying to, to climb the, that beard. <laughs> yeah, get these bitch titties all up in it. Uh, but like, there is that. Hey, I wonder, you know, like, what would I even talk to them about? Not that I have much in common with the other one out there that I talk about with. Like when the Capitol was getting raided, I ran down. and I'm like, Are you watching the news? Do you know what's going on right now? And she's like, Yeah, Kanye. Because <laughs> it was the same day, and I turned around I think and they laughed. planned it just <laughs> to take some of the heat off. <laughs> I think Kanye is actually cute, and I love her. But I'm like, there's no way that you like it. Come on, you're joking, right? And she had no idea. And I went, all right. But it, it, I just, I mean, I can't imagine if I'm talking to a girl that's 14 years younger than me. I'm 35. How, how are you gonna fuck someone who wasn't alive when Kurt Cobain was alive? God, well, I was only six. How would you handle the like jargon they use? Well, that's the thing. Like, I, I like I wouldn't want to be on TikTok and everything. I think that would be the biggest problem is how much they're. Let me film this. Let me put this out. Let me. I yeah. want to. Like that would annoy the shit out of me. What are the like the like terms the kids are using these days? I don't even. I just know TikTok. Yeah, but like, is there anything on TikTok that would make fresh. the three of us go like, fresh? "Well, fresh isn't new." No, I don't know. Look who you're like, talking to. Fresh was old when we were young. I leave here to go to the laughing, and then I come back here. That's well, that's. You I gotta don't have any interaction. Culture. He has a ten minute commute in his day. Yeah, that's it. Ever. Um. All right. So weird pedophile. Cool. Oh, right. that's God. yeah. That's so creepy. How old were they when she started banging him? Well, the fu- okay. So the roundabout ten. I'd That's say. also no, be- when he was 17. Um, because the father accused her and uh-huh. him of having an affair 10 years into the marriage, so that would have been 17 years old. And so then when it would have been illegal, because yeah, probably look, fucking them sooner. They just celebrated their four year anniversary. Oh That's man, oh, I thought they were so cel- goddamn I thought, good. I thought they were celebrating his fourth birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so, when, all right. All right, cool. Those All right, cups I'm the weirdo. are delicious. I'm the weirdo that looked at this and went, well, I, I, do I see anything wrong with this? You know, it's eh. weird, though. She does look the same age as him. The baby is technically Marina's fifth after she and, oh, this dude oh, adopted man, she... four children amongst the youngest with Down syndrome, including the youngest with Down syndrome. So they've already got four kids. Man. Oh, God. Oof. And she adopted them? She, how long before she starts fucking one of them? So wait, he adopted oh. his brothers and sisters. The baby is technically Marina's fifth after she and Alexi adopted four children, including the youngest with Down syndrome. Oh, so they weren't like the the kids the dad yeah. adopted with her. <laughs> That's the only way that the story gets weirder would be if that was the case. He was like, hey, just so you know, you're getting divorced <laughs> and I'm taking them kids. Which are also my brothers. All right, cool. All right. Keep scrolling down. I want to see more of these people fucked up life. Yeah, you know, whenever I see something well, like this, there's a celebrating the baby. Like whenever uh. there's like a school shooter or something like that, or like uh, they do something wild, like uh, the guy that blew up the thing in Nashville. I like to find their Instagrams. Did they find and- that guy? Yeah, he was well, in the RV. No. Yeah. yeah, that checks out. They're like, uh, 
he was super, super sketchy, apparently. Yeah. And like his ex-wife or something a year or so before told, told the police the yeah, that he, that was, he was like making bombs. She's like, he's making bombs in the fucking RV. Yeah. And the cops come to like, crazy bitch. And then they leave. It was a nice RV, too. I was like, wow, that's a beautiful yeah, RV. Yeah, you would think I- it'd be like a Walter White type RV. But exactly. yeah, he's got him a nice little Winnebago. And the weird part was that he was inside of it and playing that message knowing what was going to happen. So he knew being in that van, that van was going to explode yeah, with was- him in it. That is... I. The mentality. It was suicide. He was a suicide bomber. But, okay, but there, literally. But there are okay. Not that I'm condoning suicide in any way, but there's ways to go about doing it. That's not that where it's like, but, well, you know what? Yeah, I don't want to be here well, anymore. Well, I think he was a he QAnon wanted, guy too. He also wanted to be famous. So yeah, but to blow yourself yeah, up. Man, well, I, I think he was trying to like blow up the AT and T building, right? Like his. Well, idea was to knock the grid out or something. If you read deep enough, they have secret NSA servers that were hidden inside of that building, and that's when I was like, "I'm getting out of this family group chat." Oh, man, you had me hooked in. <laughs> I, I was like, "You had what?" No, I, that's what they did. All right, um, wait, yeah. scroll down a little more, a little more. Is that their wedding day? Oh, which one? Uh, up. Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, I would think so. Oh, gross. Maybe oh, the anniversary. Man. It's all in Russian. We should get Allah to come in here and. Oh, Yo, I can get it in Russian real quick. No, that would take forever. Now, <laughs> maybe next time she could come in. She'd and read it. She'd be like, "Uh, she says basically beautiful day, beautiful wedding, beautiful kids." <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is their fucking stepson. That's what it would be like. So uh, that was terrible Russian. I wonder, right. Oh, that's her so ex-boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> that's ex-boyfriend. Oh my god, that's the two of them together. No, because that kid's would not seven. Oh, that's him. There's oh, no way that uh, kid's uh, seven. Translate. I think there's a translate thing on Instagram at the bottom. There, there is. Where? Go like, up a little uh, bit. Up a yeah, little bit. At the, at the bottom, bottom of the, of the paragraph. Comment. Yeah. Oh, are they in Russia? No, there's no. I can't see the translate on the. It, right at the bottom of her. Yeah, it's pitch. on the top person's comment. No? No, there usually is. You got to Google Translate it, because I think that's them, too. That's the two of them. That's her and him. I said ex-boyfriend, because that's a funny... She used to be a porker, too. She got hot and left him. There's no way that's her. That's got to be her with her mother. Nope. Yeah. All right. Let's see what 100% the two of them. In English. How do I put in English? Just Google Google Translate, translate. then put it in afterwards. (laughs) Jesus, this is your thing. You're manning the thing. What's it? What do you think? Uh, no, nah, just uh, just just copy it. and paste it. It'll auto detect. All right. Kind, you can like the amulet. You haven't a- amulet. You want me to do it? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Kind, you can like the amulet. You haven't seen this photo yet. Life story. It happened in Ukraine with relatives. A small five to seven year old comes up to me and says. Why are you so fat? <laughs> Absolutely not out of malice. It's just that children often say the obvious. I love to eat. Can someone devour at night will change his mind. By the way, who wants to see the painted gingerbread? Then in stories, he is waiting for you. Smiley face. Everything is fine in this photo and a sundress with a bang and a ring, which was she's fucked him with a bang and a ring. Yeah, that is him. No, that I is think the that's two him. Of them. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a hundred percent to him. It's her with him because it was a long time. Does she have an OnlyFans? <laughs> I guarantee you, she has an OnlyFans. Where are all these followers coming from? Uh, all right. Well, I mean, she's cute now, but again, she's married to her stepson and had a baby with him. So, yeah. Well, I mean, we They're, all have our they, faults. Uh, There's they, her with some bread. Here's the thing: they are literally the only people on YouTube who are making. Fuck stepmom porn that is actually real fuck stepmom. Yeah. 
They are the ones. You should. Somebody should get in touch with them. And oh, I think they already have. Bro. I think they are. I think that's. Well, there's Vivid no way. Entertainment presents Russian step. Stepmom, listen, stepmom porn. If not, if they need representation, I'll make it happen. Okay, I'll put you in. T- well, uh, Allah can translate. Yeah, we and- have a translator. I have people in country boots on the ground. I can get them over there right now. All right. <laughs> all right. Uh, two more things, then we'll go. Uh, <laughs> Night Stalker. Did anybody watch it? Do you guys give a shit? I have no clue what you're talking about. There's a Night Stalker Stalker documentary. Oh on yes, Netflix. R- yes, Raya, Raya Butcher just told me to watch it. It's fucking. Good man, yeah, but that's it, what she like, said. it literally made me go around and lock my windows last night because I'm like, fuck, it was scary. And it, mm-hmm. it, I like, you know, what was weird? I went on Reddit and started reading from people who were commenting who lived in the areas when those crimes happened and what it was like living back then. Yeah, because they didn't do a whole lot of talking about that, but they were like, you don't understand. We couldn't like, you can't go outside now. That's what it was like. Like you, you had to have your windows and doors locked. It was L.A. in the middle of the summer and there was no air conditioning. I mean, it was the '80s, so not everybody had air conditioning. You're just <laughs> hot baking inside. Um, I, I grew up knowing who or knowing who Richard Ramirez was, but didn't know the story. And then you watching like, oh fuck uh do you have a favorite serial killer is that a weird question to ask like i'm fascinated by the zodiac killer the guy that killed everybody in california you know they just the recently 60s. uh solved a cipher i saw that but they, not it's long still ago. not uh like he because he would send i don't know if you're familiar yeah yeah i watched the movie he, david fincher yeah i read like uh i read a book the most anticlimactic end to a movie it was because you were you just like, and he's still out there? The Robert Graysmith, the guy that wrote the the books that the movie's based on, I found one in eighth grade and started reading it. I'm like, wow, I didn't even know this story existed. And then it's, it's 50, 60 years later, and they still haven't solved it, but he was terrorizing California. So it's not my favorite. Like, I don't want to have a favorite, but, like, it's the one that intrigues me the most. We're like, that's fucking, I'll always, if I see something Zodiac, I'll watch it or I'll read it. Is there anything that piques your interest like that via mass murders? I guess that's a weird question <laughs> yeah, to it, ask. This is what I, I was into in college. My whole, like, goal in life was to be an FBI profiler. Like, you know the show Criminal Minds? Yeah. That's what I wanted to do. And then you ended up you being a You to be a mind hunter. Yeah. And so I took psychology with a focus in criminology. How Which fun. is the perfect job for own, uh, training for owning a stand-up club. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can read people pretty well, I think. How long yeah, into I think it I did, did learn you that. last? Oh, I finished. Oh, so why aren't you fucking like the skinny guy? Uh, the dude from Darman Greg was on that show. Well, because my lack of ambition... Oh. Out, <laughs> he discovered a thing wait. called marijuana. Well, no, not until last year. Yeah. That's why he, no 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 he, two he, years ago his sorry. time with the Carnies was actually an internship <laughs> for his college for owning the for comedy the club yeah. and dealing with but I, no I found FBI. out that before they would even consider you you had to be like a beat cop for five years oh and you can't and I did a hundred and eighty hour internship with Myrtle Beach Police Department and I hated every second of it Oof. and. I went to Russia right after I graduated, and then I learned about escape games. And you were there. like, "I'll be a KGB spy." <laughs> <laughs> it, it was on the table. If they would have approached me, I probably would have took some cash. My loyalties don't lie. I was born in Panama. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm very American. So no, no. Con- so you don't have a favorite serial killer? I'm just. Oh, kidding. I do. Oh. I, I'm a big. I'm a big John Wayne Gacy fan. No, that one always weirds me out. The he's, clown he with is the kids in the basement. Bat right? shit insane. Yeah. That's that's what you want in your serial killers. You want them crazy. Like I could only imagine the things he would do to people 
in their final moments, dressed up like a clown, ripping toenails out and shit. That was kind of what they do a good job of showing in the Netflix documentary, because what Ramirez did was he would kill the husbands and then rape the wives, but he wouldn't kill the wives. So at least the wives would be able to go back and recant the story to the police. That's kind of how they put it together and figured him out. But so you'd hear from these women who lived through it and what those final moments were like for their husband but then they survived it and he'd leave them shackled to a bed. Uh, one, the two old ladies, one of them was left for days and then she ended up living. I think they said, well, Jesus the last Christ. was crazy. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Ted Bundy also. Ted Bundy's a nice one. Kind of. It was kind of cool. Nice. that He escaped from prison. Yeah. For like an extended period of time. That's kind of cool. The light. He was on the run. Did he kill while like, it's interesting. Cause he, I don't want to sound too excited. Yeah. But, but he, he broke I mean, out of prison. In America love murder yeah. podcasts. That's the number one form of exactly. Podcast. They yeah, do. I so, love you know, talking I'm about killing put this on YouTube and then I'm going to hashtag it with all that bullshit. And it gets a ton of yeah. downloads whenever you do this and aliens. That's what I've learned. I talk about aliens, tons of downloads. Well, I told you earlier in a, I wasn't joking, but I did plan a serial killing one time when I was on vacation in Europe. I like just out of like fun boredom. He's looking at me in a real scared way. <laughs> I don't like it. Two man. feet but, away from <laughs> yeah. I had I had no intentions of killing a person, but I thought it would be fun to like see if I could do it. So like I just picked a guy and I just followed him around. I learned his habits. I found out that he went to the same place every day. And like I would just sit by the pool, wait for him to walk by, then I'd be like, all right. And I like found out when the plane was leaving so I could have him killed in his room and get gone. Before there was any chance of them finding How out he was dead. How long were you stalking this fellow for? I mean, with, play okay. stalking? I don't so, even know if it's... Play stalking's the right word because, and not even stalking, I just casually glanced from a distance several times <laughs> yeah. for extended periods of time. I just built a profile, broke into his room, <laughs> jerked off while he was sleeping. I didn't jerk off, but what... uh <laughs> did break into his room. <laughs> I know what room he was in, though. Yeah. I uh, I found out what room he was in which was hard because I was on the elevator with him. And this was after like, I did this over the course of like three days while I was at this hotel and he was just there too. So it was a hotel where like breakfast was included. So I saw him every morning. So I already knew where he was going to eat every morning. What'd you do? You spend the rest of your day. No, 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 no. There was one day where there was like a solid two hours. Cause he went like on an excursion and I went too. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, you teamed up to go on an excursion? No, 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 no. Like, okay, this is a weird... Have you ever seen that Chris Farley movie where he's a ninja? Yeah, By any Beverly chance, Hills. is your favorite movie The Talented Mr. Ripley? <laughs> no. <laughs> Beverly Hills Ninja. Beverly Hills Ninja. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Beverly Hills Ninja. Well, you know how his, brother his Asian brother is, ninjas. Fo- yeah. is following him around? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's basically what I did. On this day, he just went and did shit, and I was just like, "Oh, that's kind of fun." So, like, I went on the same tour, like I was <laughs> like two so two psychotic. jeeps behind him going around. Holy shit! But have I you went, ever told anybody I, else this? No, nah, this is probably the first time ever. <laughs> I wouldn't, but that anymore. That no, no, no. I did tell like Allah about it. in Europe right now, like my dad's been missing for seven years. <laughs> but he went on an and excursion. When I say I followed him around, the longest was probably th- four hours max. Was the longest where I was like yeah, actively but you're engaged saying with that, this guy. Like, that's not crazy. <laughs> but I mean, okay, listen. I only spent like a third of my day following this. Over the course of three days. Well, too. L- let me give some you, context as to what what I up. was doing. He's like, so I spent twenty four hours of my life trying <laughs> no, to figure out how to ki- yeah. try to figure out how to kill this guy. Realistically, it was. Eight to nine hours of my life. 
that I, I planned I planned this murder out. And I never actually thought about how I'd kill him. In hindsight, probably just a good old-fashioned, you know, just good old choking. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not a good murderer. That's how they but catch you. The, the yeah, context, you, though... You I think everything, the, wait, so you planned everything... <laughs> But the actual execution. Well, I feel like the hardest part isn't the execution. I feel like that's the easy part. Wow, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Once you're there just to really see the life leave them, I feel like that's easy. That's the easy part. You spent way too much time. That's the part I could live with, you know? I sleep better than I think about that part. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But so (laughs) what I was doing was I was in Naples, Italy. And I was waiting for Ala to come. She was flying in from somewhere else. Russia, I believe. And so my friend was staying there and I had like a gap where I just had nothing to do. She taught all day at a university. So I was just at her house, bored in Naples in like a shitty part of Naples. Like a real shitty part of Naples. So instead of going and touring and going and Yeah, so there was just like like this hotel there. So instead of just chilling at this hotel all day, I just followed this guy around, learned his habits, thought about killing him. Never did. That's important. I never (laughs) did. But yeah, I I planned to kill him once. I could do it. I could. So your answer would be you. You're your favorite serial <laughs> yeah. killer. Attempted. Well, no, no, because I haven't killed, to my knowledge, serially. Uh, <laughs> or period. Well, who knows? Okay. Uh, and uh, JF Harris, do you have a favorite serial killer? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we will end tonight's broadcast. Uh, JB uh, was said he is laughing hysterically at your story so look at that jb is oh, also well, fucking thank you demented. jb you two can have a group where you guys go meet well, and no. talk about this shit in the listen, woods listen i'm never gonna kill someone premeditatedly sure out of anger heat of passion i walk in on some shit like you know somebody's kicking my dog or something it won't be a lot no, i was gonna go have Short sex fuse. with your wife but yeah, you went dog and just kicking <laughs> yeah well i mean you know or w- would you rather walk in on them having sex with your wife or having or fucking kid- your dog <laughs> or kicking your dog? I didn't want to go fucking, but yeah, all right. Well, if they were fucking my wife and kicking my dog, <laughs> that's a, they're very talented. Yeah, I would probably be in some sort of country and western murder ballad. You know, they would talk about what I did. That's funny. <laughs> they would tell stories. All right, he and fucked with- my dog and kicked my wife. <laughs> I plotted his murder in Naples, Italy. All right. Well, is there anything that? You would like to promote this weekend. You guys have shows at the Laughing Comedy Cafe. Who is the headliner? Who is the feature? Go ahead, sir. Wednesday night open mic night. Wednesday's open mic. Thursday Uh, is a show. Friday is a show. Saturday, two shows. Stuart Huff will be there. I don't know who the feature is going to be. Stuart Huff. Very funny comedian. Um, Stuart Huff. Yeah. Stuart Huff. Uh, that's it. Open okay. mic. Uh, you can see J.F. Harris at the open mic. I'm gonna He's go gonna run do some a couple time. minutes. I'm gonna do a couple new minutes. You want to hear my hot take on the Civil War? <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow, laughing. Com- uh, what Wednesday? Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, all right. Days. So Wednesday night, uh, and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Stuart Huff, laughingcomedycafe.com for tickets. Uh, how about you? Uh, if people want, they can follow me on Instagram at the JF Harris. JF is the initials. Uh, and that's pretty much it. At the JF Harris on Instagram. Uh, and then and same thing on Twitter, but I just put the good tweets on Instagram so you can just go right there. Go yeah. right there. All right. Well, uh, I will be off Wednesday. We're doing a movie night in Naples. So we will be watching. Thank you for watching. Airy Sweet, Ringo Valentino, Pat Wu, everybody in the chat. That's, I, yeah, I, I appreciate chatting now. We're worried for the past two hours. Now I was saying, thanks for, okay. Thanks for watching. Uh, no show Wednesday. I'll be setting up a movie so we can show analyze this. You're gonna do at uh, uh, Naples, Florida. Drive-in comedy. Nice. Or, uh, drive-in movie night. 
So uh, I will be back Monday at 7 p.m. I believe Stacy Steele will be joining us as well as I think Rob Churchill is who's going to be joining us. Uh, if you guys have a JF, you funny. That's from JP. <laughs> uh, and Aries Sweet says you never look at the chat because you never fucking write anything, Aries Sweet. If you wrote shit, I'd read it. All right. Thank you for watching. Thank you for hanging out, you guys. And uh, you shouldn't accost your viewers before you. Oh, like, okay. I'm sorry. And thank you for participating. There you go. I got you. <laughs> uh, all right. See you next Monday, a week from tonight. Have a good week, and we'll see you later. Take care. Bye bye. Thanks for checking out the Robcast. If you dug this, subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash robshow. Follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash robshowtv. And keep up to date with all things Rob Show on social, The Rob Show, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. <laughs> <laughs>